Because it's you. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, I'd like to start the show. Can we start ready? the show? If only people had heard <laughs> the previous five minutes. No. I've deleted it three <laughs> times. I've started this file over like four uh, times. Are you keeping this part in? No. I'm, I'm thinking about editing it out. No, I'm leaving it. I'll leave it in. <laughs> you should keep it in. I'll keep it in. That way we will remember. People go, why were you laughing? And we, we can never tell anybody. No, we can't tell anyone because of you and your potty mouth. <laughs> you started it. I did start it. <laughs> so you have a potty mouth too. Maybe. Okay, then. Let's you, uh, start the show. On this episode of the Truck Show Podcast, we're going to explain why putting gasoline in a diesel pickup truck is maybe not such a good idea. Why do you have such an announcer voice? Because it's the intro of the show and I felt like I have to like... You know, project and enunciate okay. and All right. be no, official. I, I got it. That's fair. Then uh, how about this? Because what if we don't hook them in the first 30 seconds? They're out. Well, they've already been another... laughing. They're well, curious now. Well, they're... they'll go to another podcast. You know what I mean? Hmm. Will they, though? I mean, I hope not. No, nah, I think I think they stick with us. You think so? Yeah. Okay. And also on this show, our friends from a new company, Baja Forge. Why are you cupping no, your hands I over just... the microphone? If you listen to the interview later, you'll know why. It's Baja Forge. Ugh. What are you telling people that we pre-taped their interview? (laughs) Why would you do that? I just, are we already falling apart? Should we apologize (laughs) at this point already? Uh, What? We haven't even started the freaking show and already... We are deeply sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. That's not true. We have started. I can see the the graph over there on the monitor. The audio, the waveform is bouncing. Yes, Yes, it is. All right. God. All right. What else do we have this show? Me. We have 130 uh... episodes, <laughs> and we're over. We're out. We're done. We've imploded. I'm not done. This is. I feel like we're just getting started. Oh, really? Yeah. We've we've got. Uh, don't put gasoline in your diesel truck. I just said that. We've got a uh, uh, Baja forged. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got ooh some five star hotlines. <laughs> People called in <laughs> probably to complain. Six five seven two zero five sixty one zero five. Should we uh, rename it the complaint hotline? No. Okay, good. No. Okay. I, I don't want to get more complaints about us. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, oh, we got some inbox. We didn't even get the inbox last time. I think that's called email. Oh, yeah. Email. Right. And uh, we got truck news. We do have some truck news. Speaking of trucks, what about that Nissan Titan? Ooh, that uh, really nice half-ton truck from our presenting sponsor, Nissan? That's the one I'm referring to, uh, yes. The one with the five-year, 100,000-mile best-in-class warranty. Again, that's the one I'm referring to, yes. Uh, the one that has a Pro 4X off-road package? Same one. Bill Steins? Similar. General Tires? That's the one. Spray and Bedliner? Also the one. Utilitrack? Still the same truck. Fender Audio? That's the Zero one. Zero gravity seats? Correct. NissanUSA.com? Bingo. Go there. <laughs> yeah, is that good? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I don't know if it sells it. I think it, you guys know that we're fans of the Nissan Titan and the Frontier. You're interested in either NissanUSA.com. But it'd be better if you masked up and got your butt down to a Nissan dealer. That's what I think. And when you get there, make sure they show you not only the Titan and the Titan XD, but also the 2020 Frontier that has the best-in-class V6 horsepower, the new 3.8 liter with 310 horsepower. That's the 9-speed, right? Yeah, and the 9-speed transmission. Okay. You got it. NissanUSA.com. And we have to remind you about Decked, which I think in your term was the most amazing organizing storage solution. No, storage organizer solution. What did you call it? Do you remember? Truck storage organizer. Truck storage organizer. But don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you remember last episode, uh, Decked wanted us to tease out their new product. And we asked you guys to email us at truckshowpodcast at gmail.com and we had some pretty good guesses. I don't know if you uh, were going through our uh, Gmail this week, but... Uh, no, I didn't see. All right, let me... Uh, I'll read a couple for you right here. Alexander Walsh thinks 
The product they are going to release is a conventional cross box. Well, that is my guess. Great show, guys. Jeffrey Parker Brown, a D-box shaped cooler, possibly co-branded with Yeti. Ooh, interesting. That would be kind of cool. That would be really cool, yeah. Chase Wendell says, whole set in Thunder Buddy. Whole set in Thunder but Buddy? But how, how, if you're Lightning, I guess Lightning would be a Thunder Buddy. I would think that Thunder Buddy would be me because I'm Buddy who's with Lightning. But if I'm whole set, you're, you're, first, you're diving too deep. Okay, anyway, he says, I believe Jay blurted out the deck should be making portable toolboxes and cases. Keep mounting those parameters. Love the show and keep them coming. And last but not least, Mike Rich, is their new product a crossover toolbox? Well, we can't tell you this week because we're still under embargo. So if you have any ideas for... You can't just move on. Embargo. Now you can. So if you want to find out what the new product is, stay tuned. We're going to have Greg from Decked On to uh, reveal it right here on the Truck Show Podcast. But until then, keep those ideas coming. We want to hear from you. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Until then, check out the Decked lineup at Decked. Dot com. Holman, this is where we start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck. Because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted. We have the lowered and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on the truck show, the truck show, the truck show. It's the truck show with your hosts, Lightning and Holman. You tried to destroy the intro, but I, I potted you down. I, I this time I didn't. That was actually just the way I sound. <laughs> You're that bad when you sing. I am that bad. Do you ever, Admittedly, do you ever sing with your daughter and just destroy the, yes. the pop song she's listening 100% to? One hundred percent of the time. <laughs> I Dad, imagine. turn it down or turn you down or yeah. something like that. She wishes you had a volume knob yeah. on your head. Oh, uh, we had a milestone at the Holman household uh, this past week. Huh? Yeah, uh, a milestone. Yeah. You, uh, your loudest fart. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> although my two and a half year old does have man farts from time to time. Oh, really? Quite impressive. Oh, dude, I have a yeah. dog that that we had to flee the room the yeah, other night. But the, does your dog look at you and go, "Ha Dad, a big one"? No, no. The, the, oh, does she really? Yes. Sometimes she claps at herself because she's so impressive. <laughs> my wife, uh, not not too happy. I taught her, uh, you know, you know, pull the finger, and well, we both find it amusing. It's the way we bond. And the uh, the wife, not so much. Not, not so much. No. no, she won't pull my finger anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, she doesn't laugh. She doesn't think it's funny. No. Uh, so I had a picture of my uh, oldest daughter, who's going to turn 13 this month, which mm-hmm. is super weird. Uh, you're already in the teenage kids, but I don't feel that old, and I'm not ready. Dude, my oldest turned 18. Yeah, that's crazy. He's freaking legal. Oh, dude, that means you don't have to send any more child support to you. No way, you never had to. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, so anyway, uh, I had a picture of my youngest when she was about two and a half, and she was taller than a 37-inch BF Goodrich tire. And I had my Jeep in the driveway this uh, past weekend, and Abby, my two-and-a-half-year-old now, goes walking by the Jeep, and I went, hey, she's taller than a 37-inch BF Goodrich tire. So took a picture, did a little side-by-side, and uh, have both girls... uh, Oh, it was like a tender little moment. A little moment, yeah. They got a, got a lot of love on the Facebook page. I thought it was pretty cool. Did uh, BFG reshare it? Uh, no, I had it private on my. Yeah, I don't throw a whole lot of stuff with my kids on the the public stuff. But you know, as a as a proud dad, you kind of remember those moments, and you're like, man, I remember doing this ten years ago. Yeah, and I get to do it all over again. Well, speaking of a family affair, that's kind of what Teresa and Sarah are over at LGECTS. 
They've just launched a company called Baja Forge. Now, you guys may or may not have heard them in a previous episode. They're incredible painters. They run a great business here in Southern California. L-G-E-C-T-S. So the L-G-E is Louis Jerry Enterprises. That's the father and mother. And then C-T-S is custom, custom truck, truck shop. shop. Right. So yep. they just married the whole thing. And no, I can never remember the acronym, but that's what it is. L-G-E-C-T-S. Exactly. So they've been building SEMA show cars and all. It had a collision and business and had a parts business and that whole thing. Anyway. So people have been bitching and moaning at them for years. Like, when are you just going to make parts that we can just buy off? Well, shelf. yeah, because they'll see them on the SEMA builds and go, I want that for my fill-in-the-blanks. And finally, they're launching the brand that will allow you to have some of the parts from their SEMA builds on your very own truck. So uh, let's give them a call. Do you think they're going to pick up? Oh, heck yeah. Okay. Hello? Hello. Is this the lovely Teresa and Sarah Contreras from LGE CTS and Baja Forge? It's Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. Wait, wait, now you got to start over because it's not Sarah Contreras. What did I say? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's See, not we anymore. We already it's not... up. We already up because Sarah's, Sarah's not also married to Teresa's husband. That's true. That's right. Oh, God. All right, start over. You do it then. Right. Holman, you do it this time. Ready? Go. Are you guys? We all have to stop laughing now, though. Yeah. Okay. Ready? Okay. Go ahead. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, Teresa. You have to say hello. Hello. Hey, is this uh, Teresa Contreras and Sarah Morrison of a, the new company Baja Forged? Yes, it is. How this can is, we help you? This is lightning uh, to screw things up and Holman to make things right. <laughs> All right. We actually have an intro for you guys, so sit tight, and then we'll talk about your new company. All right, lightning, hit it. What does it take to be an entrepreneur? What does it take to be an entrepreneur? Quit your job and get a loan. And don't let anyone tell you you can. Go into debt and don't look back. Don't worry, there will always be another crappy job. This is what it takes to be an I love it. We're on the phone with our friends, Teresa and Sarah, who have been on the show a few times, owners of LGE CTS in uh, San Dimas, California. And you guys might know them from this podcast. You might know them from some pretty (laughs) amazing Ford SEMA builds over the years. Of all the things they would know them from is this podcast. Absolutely. No, hardly. Well, if they're already listening to the podcast, that's how they would know them. How about all the TV shows they've been on? Yeah. (laughs) And everything. Like, how how about all the magazine articles? Uh Uh-huh, that too. The famous builds? (laughs) Yeah. All right, go ahead. How about uh, Teresa's real deal? That yes, would they that, know her from that? Yeah, they might. Okay, all right. Are are you done? Can we? Yeah, we'll go ahead. Oh, all right, just checking. I yeah. wanted to uh, get into our guests now. Yeah. All right. So if you've ever seen their awesome Ford builds for SEMA, you may have said, "Hey, how do I get those parts on my Ranger Expedition Super Duty, etc.?" And now you can talk to us about it. Yeah, we've been getting asked for years and years how to get those parts, and so. You know, in the middle of this whole pandemic, we ran out of excuses, so we we made some parts. So why did it take this long? Why you guys are freaking <laughs> slackers? Yeah, come seriously. on now. Well, we kind of keep busy doing some other things too. I don't know if you guys have noticed or not, but yeah, you know, we've done the one of parts for for years now, and and like like Sarah said, right now, you know, people are asking for them consistently, and. We literally, for the last couple of years, have been like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Well, it's, it's a completely different ball game. I mean, you know, from us making custom one-off parts to manufacturing parts and everything that goes into it from the from the sales and the research and the, like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, yeah, packaging. Oh, my gosh. Trying to package something is insane. By the way, <laughs> but, uh, but- when you own a company and you create a product that needs to be shipped, there are actually packaging scientists who will figure out 
the smallest cardboard box to fit things in, and it's a complete science. It's a complete pain in the ass. Well, that's it's, it's insane. Yeah, and 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 so that's why, that's why, ladies, that we played the entrepreneur theme because. Yeah. In previous days, you would have been uh, an innovator, motorator, you would have, like somewhere else. But now this is being an entrepreneur. And now I know that you guys run the day-to-day of the shop and <clears throat> and all that stuff. But yeah. making a product is a whole nother ball of wax. And I think we touched on this last time you guys were in studio. And yeah. I think you kind of hinted at it, but not really. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that we were putting de- – see, uh, what were we doing? Reading what they were writing? Reading the tea, li- tea, tea leaves? leaves? Picking up what they were putting That's down? That's what I wanted to say. Were we cooking with gas back then? <laughs> I think – no, we were definitely not cooking with gas. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you guys. By the way, the name's awesome. It's Baja Forge. You guys can check them out at BajaForge.com. But – Wait can- a minute. Wait a minute. To that end, Holman. Yeah. Serial number 88944700, U.S. class 19, 21, 23, 31, 35, and 44, goods and services, metal parts for vehicles, namely automotive exterior and interior metal decorative and protective trim. How have somebody not put Baja and Forge together for a company in automotive in the past? What? How, did you have to pay somebody off? How'd you freaking get the trademark, yeah, seriously? <laughs> but do you realize, like, we've been, so we've had that name, like, forever. We've been calling it that forever. And it's funny because even, like, our Instagram page, like, I started it, a, you know, a couple years back or whatever. It didn't really, it just sat there kind of thing. But it was like, okay, this is happening. We were, we were planting lots of seeds everywhere. Uh, consistently, but yes, we actually went and registered it as well. You did, but um, you were kind of slack in June second, twenty twenty. Like <laughs> someone could have totally, weeks ago. someone totally could have snaked this from right <laughs> under you. So you got lucky. We've had the the website for I think almost two years now too. But it's kind of like you know with LG CTS, the CTS part, the custom truck shop that started with a website too. I mean. Same, same way. Nothing like nice. jumping uh, in head first, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, this has been a long journey. This has been something like, so So going back, I guess, you know, the Baja side of it, we, le- we legitly grew up, you know, going to San Felipe when we were like, you know, little kids with our grandparents, with our parents, you know, doom buggies, three wheelers. Yeah, our family's from San Felipe, so we went down there all the time to go visit our relatives. So it was just something that was in us, like, to go down there all the time. We've we've basically been doing, you know, been off-roading with our parents, you know, our entire lives. And so as we got older, we started building our own vehicles, and we were like, oh, this is what we want our shit to look like, you know? And so as we designed it more, you know, people started, you know, to like it. And just, you know, same thing. We just kept getting asked about it. and people consistently asking us and, and finally we're like we're gonna try to figure this out and but we're still not doing anything perfectly by any means but but we're getting there we're well getting there. If, if this podcast is part of your marketing push and we agree with you yeah it was a, <laughs> a poor first step a very poor first step so how does for for those who are listening how does baja forge how do those parts differ from everything else that's on the market. So I'll let Teresa talk more about the design stuff, but like one of the other things too, um, why we haven't really come up, come out with them on a mass produced thing is we're pretty picky about like the quality of what our parts are. And honestly going out and trying to find companies that we have to work with to be on the same level of what we wanted as well. We want, we knew we weren't going to make a, an inexpensive product. So we didn't want that, 
to be portrayed in anything we did. So it was really important to us. Like, so I'm going to say we spent a couple of years, like really like looking for companies that we could work with that made sure that like the finish, everything on it was great. No, I think in our Sarah, right l- now, let me ask you, can I get from you a tubular bumper that has a really crappy MIG weld with slag still on it and then powder coated? Can I get one of those? <laughs> oh, wait, that's not you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you know what you can get? What's that? We wanted to. We teach welding classes here, so. <laughs> oh, that, you know what? Oh, really? That's a way to keep your labor down. Just, uh, quote, unquote, you teach know? people to weld. I need you to put right? this bumper together. That's your Saturday project is is weld this together fairly straight on the yeah. jig. No, I mean, we know these girls, and they are perfectionists, so I no, can't imagine that happening. But I, you know, obviously I, I jest, but you, you guys are perfectionists. I've seen everything that comes out of the shop in San Dimas. So, Including some of my own stuff. Ah, uh, true, true that, yeah. I've had stuff painted there as well. But, but I was going to say both of you guys. <laughs> yeah. I know. So hey, I don't know family. about lighting, but I'm actually a paying customer. I Do what I pay. All right, did, just, I, all right, did, I, hey, did I not hand you cash <laughs> the last thing you painted? <laughs> Yes. Totally yeah. did. Just making sure. What a douchebag you are. The, the Jeep and the Mercedes, both of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, see? And, oh, they did my truck. They did my dually. Oh, they, they yeah, freshened they it up before I sold yeah. it. They did yeah. my uh, my truck, but I didn't pay for that one. Oh, yeah. Hey, we should get that done so that we can keep promoting the, them. Well, I think Teresa is uh, about to send somebody out uh, with a crowbar to my home address. Oh, your truck? Yeah. <laughs> you need a truck like my new one that doesn't require paint. <laughs> hey, Sean, that's what, like, that's when I told you so a long time ago. I'm sorry, this is going to witch Sema? <laughs> <laughs> okay, A, that's fair. Yeah. But B, at least I got all the stories I owe you in the, uh, in the can. And still, <laughs> and still to this day, or actually published, and still to this day people are asking about it, and we, uh, we had published a picture of it, I don't know, on the Truck Show Podcast Instagram, and I got so many people message me, went, I had no idea it looked so nice. Yeah. I thought it was just a pile of crap like lightning. <laughs> so I have a, uh, I have a boom, uh, girls. I have a boom box that's attached to uh, the grill, and every time someone walks by the truck at Banks, it plays. <laughs> you know that's funny. Every time somebody walks by it in front of your house, they do that also. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if that was. <laughs> wasn't sure if that came from your one car garage or your truck parked in front of it. I, I think sure. it's both. Oh, is yeah. It? I okay. would make fun of me too if I were not me. <laughs> All right, so if I'm looking at the Baja Forge page, I see that you guys are making vehicle-specific products. Um, of course, you have to do Raptor, right? You've got Super Duty. Ranger, you guys have a beautiful Ranger, beautiful parts. But what I think people are going to be really curious about, I'm starting to get some people interested and see some love for the sixth-generation Expedition, uh, which is one of the vehicles that you guys recently did. And you guys have a, a fair amount of uh, parts. You've got the front and rear uh, bumper bars, bumper light kit, Roof rack, which is super unique, and then the fender flare. So first off, let me talk about the front and rear bumpers because it's kind of like a integrated skid plate and and I guess a, like a bash bar that sits yeah. under your factory uh, plastic bumper cover to keep you from smashing that into your in into your nice truck. And it looks good. Right. I loved it because it was so subtle. And I was wondering when you guys were building that for SEMA what it would look like when you're talking about putting the aftermarket parts on it because it's like, how are you going to do that because of the cut line on the bumper, the way the flare comes down, and you guys basically made a way to keep the factory bumper intact while protecting it and giving it just a little bit of that off-road flare, and I think it came out really awesome. You just tried that so well. Thank you. I don't have to say anything. All right, moving on to fender flares. (laughs) (laughs) No, totally. Like, the... 
like, I guess how, how that started is like the fact that we're like, okay, we need to go take this out. We look at a vehicle and we go, we're going to go take this out. We're going to drive them. We, every vehicle we have, we drive, we know what we want to do. So we look at it. And the first thing is you get the expedition. You're like, okay, there's a lower balance almost touching the ground. Okay. I know I'm going to be jumping in driveways and stuff. So that thing will be ripped off instantly, you know? Okay. Well now I'm looking for a better approach angle. Okay. So what can we do to make that happen? So everything we look at first and foremost is never designed. It's how, how it's going to function. So it's like, okay, well, cool. Okay. This is what we need. So we already know that we needed something to give us a better approach angle so that we could go off-roading, you know, have a skid plate there so it could protect the rest of the vehicle and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I always look for things that enhance body lines on a vehicle, not overpower it. You know, you could go into a catalog and you can slap every single product and take it off and be like, okay, I want this, this, and this. And you put it on, you're like, what, where, where did you get all these things? No, they, none of them match. Like what's happening? You know, but for us, it's like, no, it's, it's about enhancing the look of the vehicle just enough to look at it for someone to be like, okay, I'm pretty sure there's stuff done with it, but what was done with it? Like, I like it. I don't know why I like it, but I like it. And it, I love that people have to consistently go around and figure out why they like it. It's, it's almost like a double take. I'd rather have someone look at a vehicle and want to do a double take on it and then go back to it after that because they look at it and they go, oh, it's really subtle. Well, it's really clean. And then they go, oh, but look at that and look at this detail. And, and oh, I like how this hits, you know, or, or, you know, on the paint, I'm always like, oh, it has to have some kind of curl in it or something so that, you know, when it reflects, it's like, oh, the light hit it. So now the color's changing, you know, so, so it's all those little subtleties that add to it, but we can still take them out and have fun with them. Well, it's like one of those yeah, things so. where, you know, cool when you see it, right? You may not know why it's cool. You may not know what it is that is giving you that vibe, but you know it yeah. when you see it. And that's the subtlety on your 6th uh, Gen Expedition Kit is those big, beautiful fender flares, the real subtle yeah. kind of bash bars that are under the factory bumpers, the way the roof rack, the tubular roof rack that you know nobody is, is doing anything like that on those vehicles. Can I ask a, a, yeah. a, a simple question about why tubing as opposed to uh, a different shape. You know, you can get you can get square, triangular, so, oval. Well, you know, all the totally. rage right now is square tubing. No, but I'm, I'm saying like, I or, am. Or it's called forged in, in their name. <laughs> and I'm, so I'm wondering, yeah. it could be a cast piece. It could, there's a hundred different things they could go to. I'm wondering, is it is it the simplicity of the tubular style? I'm just, I'm just old school lightning. That's it. I'm just old school. <laughs> okay. There you go. That's okay. But, you know, but before um, you, I was going to say, before we think that, all you do is bend tubes and weld them up and powder coat. You actually have a, a quite a breadth of products, including your fender flares, which are sort of yeah. a big deal. No, those are not tubular. The well, <laughs> no. they're tubular as in cool, but they're yeah. not tubular as in shape. Ooh, good one. Thank you. Yeah, and and no, we've done you know we've done multiple things. So so we've actually um, we've done some Kias that we actually did. We we did some some rectangular tubing on the front of that one. So we did a Kia Telluride a couple of years back. Um, and that was for, it was for Kia. It was for actually a uh, New York fashion week. It was one of the first vehicles that that's ever gone to New York fashion week and for Brandon Maxwell. And so the whole bumper that we actually built for the front of that was made out of a rectangular aluminum tubing. So that was fun. That was a lot of fun getting, um, to bend that. So we had to find a specialty place in, in Southern California, which is nice because we have tons of different places to do things like that. 
but that one came out super cool too. So I'm not opposed to looking at different ideas like that, but, but really, I guess the aesthetic where, you know, I come from is that I, you know, I love the old school. I love Baja. I love the feel of that and paying homage to, you know, the old school trucks and, and all of that and having them really functional. It's funny because I do, I feel like it's old school, but then I love to use old school raw materials, but in a, in a new way for them to look um, like they're supposed to be part of, of the vehicle now. And so it, I don't know, it just, it, it just grew on us and, and yeah, the fender flares, I mean, again, like Sarah was mentioning, we've been, we've been looking for the right companies for, for a couple of years now. So, so trying to get products and trying to find other companies that we can work with to get the right product for us, you know, and, and if we're not happy with it yet, then we're not putting it out on the market yet, you know? So we know what we can do and we can build as a one-off, but then to actually go and have that, you know, mass produced, again, that's not our specialty, but our specialty is knowing what we're, our expectations are. Um, like Sarah mentioned that, that we need, you know, we're like, nope, this is, this is the quality we need. This is, this is what it needs to be for us to put it out there. Um, you know, so it can look like our build. So someone else can do something like our build, you know, on their own. Well, let's so, be honest. You so guys, it's been a challenge. You guys have owned a body shop that has done yeah. SEMA quality level of work. So for you, parts fitment and look are super important because you have probably, if you added up all the hours in the years, the decades the shop has been open of all the wasted time on fitting parts that didn't fit right or didn't didn't work right? well. I mean, can you even imagine what, what that toll would look like? And so I know that not only do you guys have a very high expectation for design aesthetic, but also for fit and finish to make sure that end user has a part that bolts on and works as intended. Well, not only that, yeah. girls, you had to figure out what the price point would be because you could have made stuff yeah. that was way out of the common uh, guy or girl's yeah. reach, right? I mean, like you could have made it, yeah. a, a you know, a three thousand dollar bumper, and you're like, yeah, maybe not on this vehicle. So, can you yeah. take us through just briefly what uh, what kind of trial and error <laughs> did you go through? I know that has been a challenge for us as well, like the pricing points because. I mean, honestly, we've had a retail company our whole life. So it's like, or the body shop or building one off. So like now in the manufacturing side, like having to understand like how price points work and like having to give discounts later on and having to deal with like, you know, and for us, we're like, okay, like we need it right at this point. We're never going to sell it if it's that much money. We have to bring it down to this, right? Okay. Are we still making enough money? Is that how many do we have to sell? Like, you know, and that part for us has been probably a little bit more, I don't want to say I'm like the scarier side, but it's a little bit more of the unknown for us yeah. because it's just something we've never had to deal with before. Yeah. And that is where like a ton of our industry friends have come in where we're like, Hey, like, where do we have to do? So it was like a help ton us, of research on our part. Help a sister hey, out. <laughs> how yeah. many parts did you come up with that were just out of the price range that you thought was reasonable for that, uh, uh, you know, for that category, for that platform? So some of our stuff is still, uh, we don't have like the, um, we don't have like the Ranger fenders and stuff right now. We do have to custom build all of those as one-offs. So some of our product is still one-off builds. It's on our website. And then some of them we are mass producing all of our product. We will eventually have mass produced, but right now not everything is. So everything that is a one-off build is, is going to be a pricier point because we have to hand make them in house. When we make our fender flares right now for our Ranger, we literally are 
my sister's out there hand shaping them with foam and then building a reverse mold basically. So for us to do something like that, it's like it's almost eight grand for us to build fender <laughs> um, Oh my gosh! <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Well, we let's go. be honest. <laughs> Teresa does have a pretty high uh, hourly rate, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, she's worth every penny. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, at that point, yeah, we do like yes. If there's something that needs to be custom one off made, yeah, we can make it. Is our price point out of reach? It is and it isn't. Some people pay it and some people don't. It just depends on what they want, you know. Um, but we are trying to make sure that we can get everything into production line so that it can be still in the affordable price yeah. point that the average day person can go and buy it and build one of our vehicles. Did you do any market research to find out like that maybe F-250 fans or Raptor guys will spend more money than Expedition people? Or, or do you just, nope, we like it, we're making it? I mean, we didn't really do the market research like who's spending more money. But for us on the Expedition side, we obviously we built an Expedition because Ford asked us to build an Expedition one year. So we built it, rated red, posted it, and we got like, I don't know, it was like a million hits or something. And then we just started getting like emails and phone calls and comments after everything. And then realized there was really no product out there for the expedition. So it didn't really, for us, it wasn't really based on like who has more money and who's spending it on. It was, oh, there's actually no product out there for the new expedition. And right now, like with like all the overland stuff and people wanting to be more versatile on like their family vehicle and being able to go out camping and do other yeah. stuff. It's actually a great platform. I mean, it's it's not a super oversized vehicle. I mean, it is a large vehicle, but you can still fit everything in there super comfortable. It's really off-road capable. We've taken them to Mojave. We've done um, Big, Bear. Big Bear. We've done like Rattlesnake Canyon and Johnson Valley. We, I mean, we've done pretty much like a good majority to see what these these trucks can do and we started just getting a ton of phone calls on them so that's where we started with with, with vehicles that don't have products available we we literally only started this because we had so many phone calls for people wanting us to start this yeah and i think i said uh, sixth gen it's actually fourth gen expedition so they're, they're actually not making uh expedition parts for the future yet just so I'm clear. <laughs> they haven't made the vehicle, yeah, right? The yeah. 20, uh, I'm 30 sure, expedition. I'm pretty sure we are, though. I'm oh. pretty sure we are. Oh. The girls can see into the future. Well, and they're, they're embargoed. Yeah, I, I dream at night about things like that. <laughs> well, you know what's funny is uh, the reason that that uh, sixth-gen expedition that she's dreaming about will be so easy is they just make it hover another foot off the ground. Just give it more ground clearance. <laughs> gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. So of the builds that are on BajaForge.com, the uh, Ranger, I think, is my favorite. Uh, to me, it looks the most aggressive. Uh, tell us a little bit about those offerings. On the Ranger right now, we have the front and rear bumper, the bed cage, and then, the, like I said, the fender flares we don't have available right now. We're making those oh, one off. But come on now. And, <laughs> and by the way, those fender flares are bad well, that's, ass. That's where I was going because they, they, they're so aggressive But they looking. said yet. They're coming. I they know. They said yet. But for right now? They just... <laughs> lightning. They just got their trademark. They just got their trademark four weeks ago. Give them some time. Yeah. <laughs> We're, trying. We're Hold trying. on. Hold on. Waiting. 
while we're waiting till something's through. You're, you've been waiting five minutes since you found out the Ranger flares weren't available. I know. I've been waiting years for you to finish my truck. <laughs> what do you mean? I've only been you know, working there three years. By the way, I have your truck was there for eight prior to I, me being there. That's not true. My truck, my truck was there for about six months prior to you being there. Yeah. And by the way, I have three friends right now: mm-hmm. Teresa, mm-hmm. Sarah, and you that I'm talking to. Yeah. Two of those three have come through for me. It's not really about me as maybe as much as it is about my boss. No, no, no. I, I get that. But here's the thing that bothers all of our listeners because yeah. I know they tag you and me and they message us. No, it's the, I, I, it's the fact, I don't see them. I delete them before yeah, I have a chance to read them. It's the fact that you are pimping your own truck yes. and, and with these wild uh, ideas. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is get mine done first. And that would be the thing great is, for all of us. The thing is that our <laughs> listeners are not idiots. They heard me uh-huh. for months saying, come over. Anytime, mm-hmm. I'll stop what I'm doing. We'll put, we'll whiteboard it. We'll figure out what needs to be done. We'll, I'll mm-hmm. help you on the weekends. And you know what, Mr. Holman did? Bupkis, nothing. He uh, just went. You, what do you want me to wire the freaking thing myself? Like I'm gonna call, <laughs> call Mr. Painless and send me a wiring harness. Uh, and, it's already and wired. Weld everything. I already and, wired it. Dude, you came over once. That's bro. not true. I installed the fuel system. <laughs> That was the one day that you were there. I've been over there many, many times. But not working on it. Teresa's mad at me now because that thing should have been at SEMA saying, LGECTS painted this. You were out Teresa Contreras, yet another amazing vehicle done by Teresa Contreras and the team at LGECTS. I know. Dude, I hear you. Just, but listen, just, you can't pin this, it all on me. I'm not pinning it all on you. I'm just saying when the opportunity presents itself, yeah. I'm just making my, my – I'm shouting for the mountaintop. Are you aware? Maybe it's – Maybe it's the 2021 SEMA show that's just going to be epic. I, I like know? that. Yeah, yeah. because well, listen, right. no one's going this year anyway. Yeah, you don't want a vehicle this year's show. No one's going to see we'll it. We'll be there. Right. We'll be there. Oh, we'll be there too, but you know, we, I, we won't be able to be within six feet of each other, apparently. Dude, you know that um, Bob Robe, yes. who made your air boxes yes. and who is going to finish a lot of the other stuff, yeah. is retiring in two weeks. Yeah, well, what? after 40 plus I, years I knew that was of coming. working at Banks, he's retiring. Well, I was trying to get the truck done before Truck and Magazine went away and Bob Robe retired, and I've missed both <laughs> those milestones. <laughs> uh, that should be the wah, wah, wah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a, yeah, thank you. Well, it's a lot of that uh, sound effect on this show. All right, not, well, to, not to make this about me. Hopefully he'll get it done before he- before you retire, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not likely. Mm. Not likely. <laughs> All right, back to Baja Forged. <laughs> Are you guys going to be expanding the uh, product line beyond the four vehicles you uh, have right? listed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like the first thing everyone is like, uh, so you like Ford a little bit, you little bias there, or what? <laughs> I mean, I would imagine anything mid-sized truck is probably hot right now, whether it's Gladiator, Colorado, Colorado, Tacoma, so I'm sure you guys probably have your sights set on that market. Of course, Raptor you have covered, and uh, but maybe uh, previous generation. What what's next on the plate? You know, it's funny. Everyone's like, "What's next?" I'm like, "Man, we just finally launched." I know. Like we were just excited that we're like, we're on point. We're like, oh, yeah. God, people want to know what's next. That's true. You just had your hats printed, so. <laughs> oh, they finally got embroidered hats. Yeah, I got and one. All sto- you got one. I, I got one. The hell's up with that? That's what that's what happens when you're a paying customer. <laughs> I paid <He's> them. <laughs> yeah, but but I didn't. He's up to get his Jeep done or his wheels painted. So. Yeah, they yeah. painted my wheels. No, like was here too. I don't. What, when oh. you came that one time, I don't know if I. 
No, because I was, uh, I think, overfed or happened. I now, sense so backpedaling we'll right now. <laughs> some serious backpedaling. You'll get one of the Baja Forge ones, Lightning. Okay. All right. I'm into it. Okay. He wants to know uh, if you have anything Baja Forge for his mini. I would not ask that. That's why I'm asking for you, because I know it would be an embarrassment for you. So the name implies that you'll have wheels. Does it, though? It does. Freaking forged. Everyone forged thinks, parts. I get forged, it. I get yeah. it. But listen. Fire. Forged. We've never talked about wheels, and my sister has always been like, I want to design wheels, so now you just put that on. <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, you guys could team up with any number of companies that would manufacture them for you. Oh, I know. I wonder if I know anybody in the wheel industry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You literally are in the wheel mecca of the world. Right, yeah. So, you know, part of the reason we started this is there's so much about us. Like, we grew up in this. We loved off-roading. We loved going out with our parents. Like, we truly think it, like, helped create us into, like, who we are today. You know, like, you mentioned, like, getting trailers ready making sure every, you know, we'd have to work on things ourselves and it was enjoyable. We loved doing it with our parents, you know, our, our parents would be like, cool, jump in, you know, yes, you were 12 years old, you know, driving and doing things like that. But, but it was like, you, you earned a sense of accomplishment from, from it. You enjoy doing that. And we want to share that with other people, you know, like my sister enjoys doing trail days and things like that, which this weekend, Sean, right? You're, you're, oh, actually are both of you coming? Well, well, hold on. What does all this have to do with wheels? <laughs> I want wheels. I want my girls to get wheels. I, I, no, hold wheels. on. I'll tell you what it has to do with wheels. What I was getting to. Okay, okay. Okay. So what I was getting to is we want it to be more of a lifestyle. So, yes, the whole idea of this is that it's not just about dust bumpers and things like that, that eventually we're looking to do this as more of a complete lifestyle. So, yes, are there wheels or other accessories? In the works, a hundred percent. I do. I totally see things like that happening as well in the future. Uh, like she said, you just have to kind of mention it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> okay, that's the answer but, uh, I wanted. Totally. With the name, you know, all of that, we wanted to form something that was more than just like you know, just just a part or something like that. We wanted it to be a brand, and yes, I definitely think wheels and uh, other. We have all kinds of ideas. Yeah, <laughs> where it can take us. I mean, the name is awesome because it's got a lot of double entendre. Right? Forged with yeah. friendship. Forged. I mean, there's a lot of. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. You went to the full like uh, announcer voice there, and you could oh. only come up with forged with friendship. I'm shallow. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Boom, forged in fire. Boom. Yeah. I didn't want to do the fire because that was too no? obvious. All right, all right. Um, yeah. Boom, forged under pressure. Brr. <laughs> Why, why'd you add the burr? I don't know because you, it felt like it needed what you, it. What are you, a mountain man? Or what? <laughs> Boom, forged internationally. Uh. No, 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 no. No, okay. Oh, that presents an interesting quandary. You girls are all like made in the U.S. and some stuff. Yeah, what happens yeah. when you team with a company and they're like, yeah, we can get you your, your, your wheels, but they're made in China? Boom, not forged with you. Uh-uh. <laughs> what do you, what, so, what do, you do you sit and, and tell that, them to kick rocks or what? Yeah, that, I mean, that was kind of our goal with this too, is that, um, you know, we put, you know, tested in Baja because pretty much I don't care what vehicle we have. We, you know, take it down to Baja and test it out down there. At this point, our our goal is to is to try to make everything in the U.S. Because so. it's tough because all the wheels on everybody's truck, they're rolling down the highway or they're all from China. Boom. <laughs> I know, or forged ahead with Baja Forged. 
You can't keep doing it, Holman. We we've moved on from the sound effects. Forge on. The toughest trails. Keep going. Baja Forge. No? Normally it's me who derails the show. Why do you think you... This is not mutually exclusive. Why do you think you have the market corner on derailing the show? Oh. Am I going to get, like, texts from you guys, like, like of different little, like, uh, I don't Slogans? Know, like that. Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. You can bet your sweet <laughs> ass you are. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Baja Forged. Lighting and Holman will come up with something for you within the week. Uh. <laughs> no? Why does it have to end with uh? It just be, it feels like you, it's weighty. It's the weightiness of the Baja Forged name. And I feel like, I feel like Baja Forged is like a giant piece of metal that drops out of the sky mm-hmm. right into the desert landscape. And it goes, brr. Wait, but it would Ooh, make a I burr. Like Ooh, Baja I like Ford, burr, burr. <laughs> you guys should see him. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> he's making his hands in the air. He's yeah, no, it's like big up here, right? It's just you're driving along the trail, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in your crappy vehicle. Right. It's all stock and rattly, and your your twin tube shocks are fading, and your stupid wheels suck, and your factory <laughs> fender flares are peeling off just by touching the, the, the creosote bushes. And is that bumper dragging? Yeah, bumper's dragging, <laughs> and you have no lights because you bashed them out on some sort of like uh, rock, and then all of a sudden, you come over this rise like, Baja Ford, brr! and then you drive into like this pit stop on the side of the road, and Teresa and Sarah jump out like, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you have bumpers, you have lights, you have a rack, you have fender flares, you have somebody's tires, for sure. You have better wheels. They might not be Baja Forge yet because it's early in the company, but you get a hat also, and then you drive out of your pit stop in a way cooler vehicle, like, oh, I'm Baja Forge! <laughs> That's what I see. Does, does it go, <laughs> Yes, followed by, <laughs> See, angels? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much like that. Why does it have to be followed by, uh? I feel like this is that one, like, what is it, the sausage commercial where they, like, go into this, like, big old thing, you know, like, this would happen if it was, like. I got news for you. Every week on the Truck Show podcast is a sausage, sausage commercial. commercial. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. boy, we Duvall. Look at that. They're hitting the keypad with their, with you their know cheeks what? right I, now. I know them well enough. I can hear the redness and the inflection of their voices right now. I know. <laughs> I know. We're <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Well, Baja Forge, some stuff you can buy and some stuff you can't. That's no, the slogan right no, now. No, that's, that's not a good one. I'm glad you guys like the name. We do. Oh, I love we the do. name. I, I told Lightning before we started, I'm like, I have no idea how they were able to put those two words together and nobody else in automotive dumb had done that yet. Right? Like, that's sort no, of- seriously. We've been doing it forever. Like, we've had it forever. And, and that's what we thought, too, like. I didn't know what else think of this. It's pretty good. <laughs> Baja Forged. It's yeah, ours, sucker. Damn. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yeah. Sold. All right. We had, well. to, we had to make for our long acronym that everyone's like, what the f***? <laughs> oh, your first wheel should be called the Hammers, and then you could have the Baja Forged Hammer, B-F-H-O. <laughs> Like anything BF in front of it, and then whatever your name is, it has to be that way. Now wait, but wouldn't they be like Baja names, classic places, famous places in Baja? Why would they be Johnson Valley? Well, I was thinking just big effing hammer. I wasn't thinking of places. If you're doing places, it would be like Baja Forge, a Bufadora. A what? Baja Forge, La Bufadora. <laughs> no, no. Baja Forge, Puerto <laughs> 
Baja Forge. We drink Consuelas with our friends. <laughs> and that's where we come up with all these uh, great designs. It's all drunk uh, uh, Persibu or something like that after Consuela and a wood- wooden bowl of 12 people. <laughs> By the way, if uh, any of our listeners have never been to the San Felipe side of the uh, Baja Peninsula mm-hmm. and pulled into like some camping place owned by a, a family and gone to their bar to drink a giant thing of liquor and other things called a Consuela out of a giant bowl with lots of straws and been so yes. faced with your friends that you don't even make it to your palapa in the morning and you find yourself <laughs> awo- uh, awoken by the incoming tide? Yeah, you should do that. Very specific directions, Holman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wonder right? if you live through that. Right? If you've never done a That's- photo shoot as the tide was coming in in San Felipe and are worried about your truck washing away, you should you should try that just once, though. I, okay, the, the the picture that I have, the cover shot of Truck and Magazine went of the of my Raptor, I was on there in 2012. Are oh, you not going to call in? You're just going to say Was that now? the one with two, two Raptors on the cover? <laughs> it's a really long story, though. But leg- legitly, as I was driving that truck in that photo, there is a guy passed out in the backseat of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, that probably tells you how the rest of our night was. Let's be honest. That's not an uncommon thing in Mexico. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, my favorite part of was driving home off the uh, Cia Cortez side of the peninsula from uh, yeah. San Felipe or Laredo after a Baja 1000 race. It was one of the years it was point yeah. to point. And we drove back all the way up to uh, the U.S., which people don't realize, Baja Peninsula, freaking long. And oh, yeah. I was still in my race suit. Miles oh, yeah. I was in my race suit. I had my uh, catheter still in and did not want to stop, so I was driving and peeing out the uh, side of the car while we were driving down the road. <laughs> and the person in the back seat is like, "Hey, my window's down." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if we talked about this on the show. So, so when ladies race, it's different, but when dudes race, you wear basically a, a catheter. So it's an external catheter. It's got a long hose. It's like a condom with a long hose on it. And what you do is you take uh, you take medical that, tape. Does that have a straw that goes in you? No, no. It slides over the. the yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Not right. in, not in. All, well, then you call external. it a catheter. Because- it is. It's a catheter, but it's an external. Oh, catheter. external. So you route the uh, the tube. Yes. Down your leg. He's showing me right yeah, now, right, guys, just right. so you know. Uh, yeah. My leg, the <laughs> tube, the routing. But he's pointing and, at things I don't want to see. And what you do is you take medical tape uh-huh. and you tape it above yeah. your knee, sure, below your knee, and at your ankle. Okay. The reason you do that is because inevitably you'll have about a six-inch tail sticking out of your race suit if you don't trim it. And if you're down there and you don't know, somebody will stand on it, and as you walk away, snap your... No. That would be so bad. So, uh, yeah. So all I'm saying is if you're a newbie down there, make sure you tape your catheter, and that will stop the shockwave from reaching all the way up. Well, what do, what do so I do? I just want to know, is all of this going to make the podcast? Heck yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's important. But wait a minute. Late, what, but what do I do if I have... If, what do I do if I have lady parts? Well, I don't know because I'm not a lady. I know, I'm not asking you, oh. douche nozzle. Okay, what well, I'm just... I'm just so, trying to give you so what I know. I went to try the female catheter, and and other people have done them and stuff, and I was like, oh boy, oh yeah, no, no. <laughs> so I, I was, I've, I've been okay. I've never had a problem with it. I know I ladies have worn diapers. Anything? I, yep. I so so yes. Um, she wants to say yes, but uh, she can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the diaper. Depends. Thank you, yeah. Sarah. 
Um, totally. No, I've had those with me and stuff. Um, I think the one time that I did put them on, I didn't end up going in the car. Um, because so that was with Jesse the one time that I was supposed to be her co-driver, but she only made it 360 miles on, at the uh, 1000 that one time. But the other times, no, I've been fine. I, I, I don't know. I just, I haven't, I, I don't know. That was weird, but I've gone 500 miles and not, yeah, exactly. So, well, and, and it's just so people understand the most race trucks have holes drilled in the floorboard. So if you got to go, you're a dude, you just go. And that's just part of the deal. Yeah. Now, yeah. pro tip, and I, of course, I can't do this now. I'm, you know, happily married, have a family and all that. But in my singular years, when uh, you would go down racing, if you were to keep your uh, race suit on and your catheter on, let's say you could go to uh, Senor Frogs and hang out at the bar, and you could drink all night and never leave the bar. <laughs> yeah. And as people are peeling off because they have to break the seal, you're just peeing on the floor and nobody knows. Now, but are there drains in the floor? You just make it hey, a big not my, not my bar. I'm in Mexico. <laughs> right? <laughs> so if you ever oh need God. to outlast, there's your, uh, there's your uh, pro tip from my younger days. <laughs> I am stepping Remind over me. those Remind puddles. Me not to hang out with you at Senior Frog. <laughs> <laughs> That's for damn sure. I don't have oh to ever God. talk to any guys in race suits anymore. <laughs> See the things you guys learn. This is a real talk on the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> so that BajaForge.com, how's that working? For us? All because I asked about wheels. <laughs> I know, right? Look at on, on the path you took us See, on. we love this whole Baja Forge because it's like that it just brings up all these stories of Baja. I know. Yeah. I have a story in Baja. I know. All good. All good. All right. I got to ask this. I got to take it in a different notch. You guys, uh, you were taken down to Baja by, by mom and dad quite a bit. How's dad? Because word has it that he's got the COVID. He does. Yeah. So last week was very touch and go. Was, uh, he did not look good. He did not look good. He was very pale. It was probably one of the scariest things we've ever seen, like, our dad go through. And then on Wednesday last week, we got a call that he, that um, his wife had called 911 and that he was going to the hospital because he, he was uh, having problems breathing. Yeah, he was having problems breathing, and my dad already has had complications and diabetic and everything like that. But um, they started him on a new medication. He's doing amazing now. He looks like him, his he old self. He did the hydrochloroquine. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the hydrochloroquine. Yeah. Yeah. I and, saw a picture you guys uh, posted today, and he looked great. Oh, wait a minute. That's the drug did. that uh, the Trump said try, and everyone yes. said didn't work. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, they put, that on my, they put my dad on that, or our dad on that, and, um, yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah. He said uh, he called today and said that they'll be sending him home. They just had to take an x-ray to make sure he didn't have pneumonia anymore, but... Yeah. Um, other than that, yeah, he should be heading home soon. He's already like, oh, my, I'm going to go on the trail day on Saturday. And I was like, I don't think so, Dad. Like, <laughs> you know, and he's like, okay, so we'll go fishing the following weekend. He's, <laughs> I was like, but he didn't. Okay, so he doesn't have an off switch. For you guys who don't know, Louie is yeah. amazing. He was he is yeah. the reason you guys do what you do, right? I think he's yeah, the totally. he's the inspiration to a lot of people in the in the aftermarket. And he's a doer. Right, for yeah. sure a doer. Yeah. Well, glad Definitely. to glad to hear he's doing well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it was, like she said, it, it was a little scary. It was like, to, to see him, because you guys all know how he is and his spirit, and, and to see him pale and barely talking to us and having problems breathing, it's like, whoa, what just happened, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, 
to see him turn around the last couple of days has been amazing. And yes, people's thoughts and prayers, um, everyone reaching out is awesome because we do. We know all of us are like, nope, you still have lots of years in you, buddy. You've got to keep going, you know. So yeah. it, it was really good, and it's great to see him like that again. Okay, good. I'm glad I asked, and I'm glad that there's a, a happy ending. Easy, Holman, easy. Why, why are you looking at me like that, Holman? I be just because you're accidentally offensive, uh, like ninety percent <laughs> of the time. I'm like, oh, yeah, how, just, uh, just I wanted to know, and I figured get, a Thank lot of you. people don't know anyone who's who's got COVID. There are there are conspiracy right? theorists that think it's all I a big know. hoax. That, well, this uh, isn't a political talk show, real, though. Real. No, I'm just saying. But like, listen, we talk to truck people, right? And yeah. the and and truck people have all kinds of different theories about what are ha- what's happening, and we happen to know someone who had it and is getting better, and it's a great story. Thank He's God. a good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Thank God. Yeah, when he got it, you know, he got the, you know, he was getting the fevers. He was, you know, had a fever one day, was totally fine the next day. Getting a fever again, totally fine after that. So. He's had it almost four weeks now where he's been on and off and we've been kind of like watching him, you know, go through it and stuff. And, and yeah, not being able to be around him. We like, Oh, went and hung out in front of his house, but it's like, Oh, we have to keep our distance from you and we can't touch you. And you know, it's, it's crazy because you're like, what, this is just so weird to not be able to be around people like that and not be able to, you know, give him a hug or, you know, I know walk right up to him. The one thing people are like, Oh, it's so hard because it's like, He's in the hospital and we're sitting out on the grass in front of the hospital, like waiting for a text message. But at the same time, you're like, how are we not at the hospital? Like, Like, you want to be there for him, but you can't be there for him. Yeah, it is definitely strange. Yeah. So, I mean, it is. It's different to go through. I mean, we've had it. We actually had, even at our shop, some other people that, that have had to get tested because they knew people that got it and stuff like that. And so... I get it. I, you know, obviously, our dad, legitly, he's exactly 65, you know, and, and he's had problems because of pain with, like, respiratory and stuff like that. He has a problem with, like, bronchitis and pneumonia. So he, he obviously fit into all of those, the categories that they said those people are susceptible to it happening. So, so yes, he totally fell into that category. It affected him worse than probably, you know, some other people that it does. Um, and so that's, you know, that's the thing is, you know, it's like our, our grandma, we don't want our grandma to get it either because she's 96 and, you know, running around too still, but same thing. We're like, okay, you keep running around grandma. So yeah, we're, we're still open. We're not like we, I guess ourselves, we're not too worried about ourselves, but we're worried about everyone else around us, you know? Right. So talking about family, how have you, how have they been involved in Baja Forge? So is it just you girls or do you have everyone involved? Well, everyone at the shop is definitely involved. I mean, in the beginning, like, obviously, my sister's always been, or Teresa's always been the one that designed everything. And in the beginning, my dad was our fabricator. So it was constantly her working with my dad on, like, how she wanted the design. I wanted it to look like this. My dad would be like, not possible. It's going to look like this. And she's like, no. <laughs> not no, possible. No, you know. Yeah everything everybody at our shop is very super involved from you know yeah every we're we're very open to input yeah and i shouldn't say we are Teresa's very open to input Uh (laughs) (laughs) sarah not so much she's like nope it's my way or the highway reminds me of something else that uh that i do on a weekly basis (laughs) you you caught that in you i (laughs) know 
<laughs> wasn't really an innuendo. It was just point blank. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, we are excited that you guys have finally got the uh, the company launched and uh, starting to uh, get your products out there. I know you have BajaForge.com as the website. Where can people start to buy it? Will they be able to buy direct? Are you guys going to have a dealer network set up? How is that going to work? Yeah, for? I didn't see a shopping cart on the site yet. So technically, when you're on the site, if you hit the Byte Now, it'll redirect you over to our LGCTS website, ah. and that's going to be... Our dealers side, we are we do have some dealers throughout the U.S. already from like past parts for like our GPS mounts on our Raptors and like um, our we still make trim plates for Chevys. They're not on there, but we still have dealers for those, and we have um, our shock mounts for the Raptors and other products that we've had it for a while. So we do have dealers throughout the U.S. Um, that will be selling it, and we are open to like new dealers coming in, but. And there's a page on the website. There's a page on the website. New dealer inquiries. Yeah, that they can fill it out. But um, but mostly right now, yeah, we're we're pushing all the sales through the LGCTS website. Um, they can find us on our website. They can find us on Instagram and on Facebook, um, where we have all of our products linked to it as well. So yeah. All right, BajaForge.com at BajaForge. Thank you very much, ladies Teresa Contreras and Sarah Morrison from. Uh, Baja Forge and LGECTS. After uh, this interview, are are you guys going to disown us as friends? Never. <laughs> okay. Never. Okay. I was sweating there they for a second. They wouldn't be friends if they were going to disown us. I don't know. No, right. we're good. Okay. Are In we fact, we're going to hang out this thin. weekend. Thick and thin. Are we hanging out this weekend? So, girls. Yeah. Okay, so what are we, how do I handle this? I called uh, Holman, what, about a week ago, right? A week and a half ago. And I said, "Can I take a full? Can I steal a, a full size truck from work and go on this yeah. ride that you guys are doing? This uh, up in yeah. where it's Big Bear, right? Up in the mountains." And yeah. and he's like, "Nah, maybe not with a full size. You're going to scrape the sides." And I go, "I don't have a jeep." And he goes, "I don't have a seat." And so <laughs> I'm like, "What do I do? I, I'm like, I, do I need to get a dirt bike or something? Like, how do I play along? I don't have an act. I don't have access to a jeep." I, I told you that there would probably be an open seat somewhere. I'm sure the girls yeah, can I find mean, you a so, seat. So oh. let's do, let's be clear now. This is me groveling for a seat in someone's rig. So I think you can definitely. I mean, just drive up, and then when we meet, I'm sure people are going to have seats. We have a ton. We of have a ton going. of people going. There's there'll be room. Just yeah, up. I might I'm even actually, have a back seat for you, dude. You know how embarrassing yeah, that would be if I'm sitting on a stump alone and no, I, listen, sitting in the dust and drives away. I have a back seat so for you if you need. I don't it. have a seat right now either lightning so i'm technically going up to just be someone's co-driver like to help someone out um who needs it or whatever so i technically don't have a seat either they, my sister reminded me i need at least a seat to to get up there so i was like oh yeah that's right. oh i mean well you, then you uh, lightning i don't have that extra vaccine oh, i've I got see. that for teresa if she needs it sorry I mean, you can take on your own you could put a lawn chair on a roof rack and just bungee cord it down and i'd chill oh, up there coffee. now you're talking <laughs> no 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 <laughs> On a Baja, on a Baja forged roof rack. <laughs> See, all right. Well, everybody who's listening to the podcast right now is going, "What are they talking about?" So this happened in the past. When you hear this, future us have already gone on it, and then future future us two episodes ahead, we'll talk about our experience while we were up there. If lightning shows up or not, it's very confusing what you just said. All right, I know, I know. future of this. All right, but it, it's kind of awesome all at the same time. Thank you. Okay. I was like, oh, all right. Well, 
You. <laughs> All right. Well, tune into episode 131 to figure out what happened to Lightning and the uh, Baja Forge run. BajaForge.com and uh, at BajaForge on the socials. Thanks, ladies. Thanks. Yay. Thanks, guys. All right. You're the best. See you this weekend. Yay. See ya. <laughs> All right. Bye. Out. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you think, uh, Teresa, Sarah, they'll ever speak to us again? Uh, to me, yes. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. All right. Uh, you okay if we do some five-star hotline? Uh, might be the only way people speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on and be part of the show. Call the five-star hotline. 657-205-6105. It's the five-star hotline. Five-star Lightning and Holman, what up? Colby again. Uh, normally I call in and talk about the episode that you guys released, but instead I wanted to talk about this episode that you are recording right now. I can't believe how long that intro was. That was crazy. I don't know how Nissan is still a sponsor when you talk about all sorts of stuff like that. And those <laughs> intros just keep getting longer. Insert, that's what she said here. That's what she said. Also, Lightning... Man, why gotta ask stupid questions like that to our guests? You know, he's just trying to live his life, and then you gotta ask borderline offensive comments. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Why don't we just let him, you know, answer the questions how he wants to? Don't ask him type of questions like that. And then Holman, you know, when you're talking about whatever restaurant it is you're talking about this episode, I say I gotta say I agree with you. It's probably better than the other restaurant that you were saying that you <laughs> don't like. Anyways. That truck news was pretty heavy. I can't believe that it's not embargoed anymore. Anyway, guys, keep on mounting those parameters, and we'll catch you on the flippity flop. I don't know if I approve the usage of flippity flop. I was going to ask, have you ever been to the flippity flop? <laughs> and what does it look like? I don't know. I don't want to see it. By the way, that restaurant I was talking about? Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Highly recommended. Hey, Holman and Lightning. Uh, love the show. My name's Brad. Uh, I just got to episode 42. Got a long way to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you and you said you wanted to hear from tractor trailer drivers on the five star hotline, so I'm calling you from my freightliner, uh, hauling methanol from uh, Aberdeen, Washington, down to Eugene, Oregon, every night. Isn't Aberdeen the uh, the home of uh, Nirvana singer Kurt Cobain? Uh, Is it methanol super flammable? Should he be on the phone while he's <laughs> probably <laughs> not? You might want to pay attention. I, I sent you an email a while ago with uh, some pictures of my 77 F-250 Ranger single cab dually. Wanted to see if you could spot where the exhaust is. Uh, most people take them a minute to find it. Um, my uncle got me addicted to trucking, and trucking got me addicted to diesel. So here on the 10th, we're... Driving out to Utah to make a trade with my parents' neighbor. I'm giving him my 2002 Mustang GT, and he's giving me his 96 Power Stroke. Uh, it'll be my first, my first personal diesel. Dude, 96 OBS, OBS Power Stroke. That is solid, uh, freshy, fresh. I always wanted the uh, the F250 Crew Cab with mm-hmm. the Power Stroke in it. They didn't make a lot of those. Get them with the Alcoas. I hate white trucks. That truck in white just looked. Looks so if good. you hit the lottery today, would you go and buy one? Would that be on your the first like the list of the first five cars trucks Maybe. you bought? Yeah, probably. Okay. Love the show. Keep the jingles coming. Always remember to 
Mount to your parameters and long live the Truck Show Podcast. Take care, guys. Very kind of you. Monitor key engine parameters. Uh, what are the first five trucks that you would buy? Oh, me? Yep. Uh, okay, so the first one I would buy is a 2020 Ram 3500 HD high output dually. Okay. That would be the first one. Yeah. Second one would be, ooh, this would be a tough one because it would be a Raptor, and I don't know if I would buy one the older one with a 6.2 or the new- Or the old, old one with a 5.4? Yeah, I'm not interested in five four. <laughs> I like the six two. Or would I do the new? I don't. So it'd be a Raptor. Okay. Mm. The third one. Ooh, the third truck would I buy? What would I buy? Oh man, I would buy the truck I'm about to build if it were done because mm. I think that's going to be really cool. That's a C twenty. Mm-hmm. The fourth truck I would buy. I would buy a monster truck, like an actual real monster truck. Would you park it above your garage? Above, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It, it would be bigger than my entire yard. It would be big. It would not fit in your yard. Right. And I would drive it down Sunset Boulevard or Hollywood Boulevard one time, one time, <laughs> and I'd get busted. Yeah, but I wouldn't care because obviously you had enough money to buy five trucks. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, for me, I think. Oh, uh, I missed one. Was that five? Uh, I'll go for the bonus. Okay, I don't have one. <laughs> All right, I, uh, for me, uh, probably an OBS seven three. I think sure. that, that's cool. Okay, find a clean one, right? Unibody Ford. Just because they're weird. Okay. I mean, just for no other reason. Just, you just know. Just because weird, yeah. If not that, a uh, Ford High Boy. Oh, interesting. I think High Boy would be cool. Uh, mini truck. Got to have a Nissan Hard Body. Oh, God. I didn't even consider a you mini didn't. truck. What an idiot. Uh, yeah, got to go back to mini well, trucks. Well, so I didn't, I think I I'd only got four. Of yeah, so, so yeah, you're yeah, adding mini truck? Mini, yeah. Um, and any, what, what, would I do a Hard Body or would I do, or would I do a Toyota? You're you're cat. allowed. I I go hard body. Yeah, just because I think I would. Just because everybody does Toyota. Yeah, kind of like just being weird and different. Yep. Um, I would uh, I would probably try and find something Cummins. Just anything Cummins. Yeah. A bread van, a Ram. I, I don't you know just something semi truck. Okay. I don't sure, care. Sure. Sure. Um, now what, what would you do a five nine or six seven? Uh, no, it'd be five nine. It'd be old. Okay. I want an old, just mechanical twelve valve, just old, clickety clackety, and oily. Yeah. yeah. I want the pure, I want the purest experience. Okay. I like you that. Know? I want no, 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 no. I know what I would buy. I would go to Cummins and I would go buy uh, one of their development trucks. Oh, like a Gen One? Yeah. I, I would go and try and purchase D zero zero two. They would sell it to you. No, no. But I would be so rich, I'd buy the company and then it would be mine anyway. Oh, okay. And then I would. You know, I love that one because it did have a G fifty six and a uh, and a six seven in it, but it was a first gen. So I was really. I didn't realize how much I love that truck until Cummins let me drive it and do burnouts in it. Okay. And then I went, yeah. And then the other it's truck. It's pretty amazing, by the way, that they let you do burnouts in D002. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Did we post that video? I'm sure we did. Uh, I don't know. I did on my personal. I don't know if I did I on the truck I don't know if we show. did. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Ram SRT10. Oh, good call. But the single cab. Good call. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Not even lightning, because I feel like uh, there's enough lightning in my life. You don't need any more. <laughs> um, I do like our, our friend uh, uh, Matt D'Andrea's uh, lightning, his first gen. Mm-hmm. That thing is sick, and all the work he's doing to that thing—a ton I mean, of work. Oh, he does some pretty funny. I've been listening to his pod, to Carcast, yeah, and um, he had some serious steering box issues mm-hmm. for quite some time, yeah. And then he had some rear end issues, and he just texted me the other day, he says, "Hey, do you have a rear diff cover for the uh, my eight And I'm like, "Not, not yet, yet. No. not yet. And yeah, we might at some point in the future, yeah. but 
Uh, so that thing is going to be, but we're going to have to have him on when it's all oh, done. Oh, when it's because, done, yeah. Oh, it's been he brought it. Yeah, he brought it here when it was brand new to him. Yeah. And he's done a ton of work on it. Yeah. Way more than I think even he thought he was going to do. He just he went down the rabbit hole. To me, that thing's a keeper, though. Oh, yeah. Total keeper. Yeah. It's in pristine condition for 95. Well, it's, it's even, you know, all the work he's done yeah, to it, yeah. even better. Hey, Nightwing and Howlman. This is Nate up in Oregon. <laughs> Nightwing. I was just out doing my weekly uh, landscaping route and was listening to the show like I do every Monday. And I heard you guys talking about what new product deck was coming out with. And. Uh, the guy that at the end that brought up his idea for the double decker. And that got me thinking, you know, I bet if Decked came out with a product that was like a lockable storage box for a roof rack, that'd be a, be a million dollar idea if they named it the upper decker. <laughs> Just, uh, thought you guys might get a kick out of that and send it on the deck. You can, uh, send me a check in the mail for that idea. Um, yeah. Oh, and uh, thanks for the uh, the tip on the Nikola stock. I did purchase some of that when it was down in the like twenty four dollars no! a share range, no! and so that's doing well. Um, other than that, keep it keep it up. Five stars, and yeah, buddy. Five star review. Five stars. Yeah, buddy. God. Damn him for buying stock at twenty four dollars, and now it's like sixty. What? Look well, it up right now. Uh, what is it? Because remember last, last week time, it was sixty four. I think yeah, it was sixty four and change. Now what is it? What's Nikola stock? Is it gonna be the vaporware that everybody says it is, or is he going to launch the Badger? Oh, it went on sale. It did. Yeah. Well, for what? Forty bucks. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, now's a good time to get in. Interesting. I wonder uh, what happened. Did did the media savage him again, or oh, who? I mean, this is just normal. Yeah, it's gonna be up and down for Fluctuation several months in the market. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'd take it at forty. I mean, if I had a thousand bucks, I could throw at it. It's not a lot. It's not gonna make you much. <laughs> but you need ten grand on yeah, that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have ten grand. Huh. Lightning Holman. This is Jeff Brown from Utah. Um, just listening to episode one twenty nine and. Sean mentioned cheese curds. Yes, yes so I did. Previously, I'd written in about Menominee and Escanaba, Michigan. I'm pretty <laughs> familiar with the Midwest. And it's hard to say Sean's right about the cheese curds, which brings me to the in and out debate. I know a little while back somebody mentioned Culver's is better. And I don't know if I want to say if it's better, but the cheese curds served there definitely do give it a, a little bit of an advantage. So, you know, if you ever got, want to try the best burgers in the Midwest, definitely go to Culver's and get some cheese curds with that. Bye. Love you guys. Very kind of you to say. Thank you for the compliments. And I the love cheese that. curds at Culver's. I, I hmm. want a burger and cheese curds right now. I still don't really know what cheese curds offer me. Like, what's, I don't. Uh, well, I'll, ta- I'll take you out and we'll get you some cheese curds and they will change your life. Um, What's the company? Uh, is it. Gold Belly or something, where it hooks up with famous restaurants around the country and uh, sends their food uh, packaged so you can build it at home. I wonder if uh, they uh, offer Culver's and can get me some cheese curds. I don't know and mainly don't care. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Lane Holman? It's Mike Boyle. Hey, just following directions from Instagram. Wanting to know. On the new 7.3 Godzilla motor, what transmissions are available to go behind them? Is it a specific, or can you have to run the 8 and 10 speeds forwards, or 
can you go with the old school four speeds? Let us know, since Ford won't answer our questions on Facebook. Thank you. Five stars. Ooh, nice. Five star review. Five stars. Um, I'm going to go ahead and not answer your question either because no. uh, I don't know. I would say you is that true speed. or is it embargo? Uh, I actually have not uh, asked that question, so uh, I should follow up on that and find out what trans will fit behind the Godzilla motor. Lightning and Holman, Marshall. I've been wondering since I started listening to the podcast. Every time you guys do an interview, there's like this sliding sound that's been driving me absolutely dead. And then on my road trip, uh, moving to Colorado from SoCal, um, listening to I think it was 81 when you guys did your five star, 500 five star listener meetup or whatever. Lightning at the very end of the episode explained what that noise was. My prayers have been answered. I finally got a goddamn answer on what that noise was. It was driving me nuts. Anyways, I have officially, I'm about four and a half hours away from my destination, Colorado, and I have officially been caught up on all 129 episodes of the Truck Show Podcast. Keep it up, you guys. Look forward to uh, hearing what you guys have to say next week. Have a good one. Bye. Marshall, outstanding. I believe uh, when we had talked to him at the Four Wheeler Adventure Expo, mm-hmm. uh, he was somewhere in like the 40s or 50s or something like that, wasn't he? And now he's finally up to 129. Yeah, he's up to uh, 129. So what was the noise? I don't remember if uh, we ever fully explained that. I, isn't he referring to this? Oh, the deck drawer slide. Isn't that what he's talking about? Maybe. I thought that's what he was referring to. That's, All right. That's a sliding deck drawer with just a hair bit of reverb on it. Yeah, we use it as a uh, interstitial on some of our special episodes just because it's sort of fun to have uh, decked in there since they support us. All right, here's a post on L5P Duramaxes Only. That's a Facebook group. And uh, this was posted by Rye Abraham. Now, Rye says, uh, Rye's got a picture of the inside of a diesel particulate filter. Okay. Right. This is the device that catches uh, the unburnt fuel, the a soot. Cutaway or a picture of it opened up? This is a cutaway. Okay. Yep, a cutaway. He's removed it from a customer's vehicle. Okay. And he says, everyone likes a little carnage, right? Sure. A guy with a 2020 filled his truck with gas and then drove it and just so happened to need a regen. EGT sensors normally read up to 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit. This blew the roof off that. Do we know how hot? He doesn't say. So I, I've often thought about gas and diesel. We've done stories about it. Sure. But I've never thought about it in the context of a regen. Yeah. Because uh, during a regen, you're hitting, yeah, uh, over- 1,400. Can we just call him? And he says, dude, complete fuel system and complete exhaust system destruction. Grab the right color handle, folks. Uh, by the way, the colored handle, as we have shown on this uh, on this episode, not always uh, not always green. That's correct. Yeah, All dial right. them up, calling them up. Hey, Rye, it's uh, Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. Hey, is this the guy that uh, likes to uh, blow uh, gasoline through the backside of a diesel? <laughs> <laughs> I like to fix it. Yes, he does. Right, don't move. We got a quick intro to play. 
Here is a uh, I'm uh, is it a mechanic? Yeah, you're a, you're a diesel tech at a GM uh, retailer, correct? Yep, that's correct. And also the purveyor of uh, automotive diesel uh, carnage porn. <laughs> carnage porn <laughs> is that a thing? Uh, it is now after seeing that picture. Holy crap, dude! All right, so I was just telling my man Lightning here. I was the editor of Diesel Power Magazine for a while, run you know our diesel properties here at the magazines, blah, blah, blah. And we've done stories over the years of what happens when you put gasoline in your diesel truck. And we've done it on over the year. We've had employees grab the wrong handle and fill up where we've had to drain the tank and all that. So we've sort of talked about that. Wait, wait, wait. How, how soon did you catch it, though? Immediately at oh, the did. gas station. Okay. Like literally, uh-oh. But what's, and we had to have it towed off to the dealer and all that stuff. So I've thought about that. We've had that come up. I have never thought about a regen with gasoline holy heck well, first dude. off let's tell our gasoline friends what a regen is so what happens is is on a, in a diesel truck modern diesel trucks they have a diesel particulate filter to spool up a turbo you got to blow a lot of fuel into this cylinder to get the exhaust gas temp up and spool the turbo but the problem is you don't burn all that fuel so that unburnt fuel ends up going out the tailpipe Hold but on, it gets let, caught back it up you yeah. just put a tri-tip on your barbecue and it had been marinating in stubs for like two days. Mm. And it's just dripping with all that stubs marinade goodness. And then you're like, I'm going to throw barbecue sauce on top of it. And then you have a delicious meal. But what's left on your barbecue is a whole bunch of carbon. So what do you do? You take all six burners, because if you're like me, you got six burners, <laughs> and you turn those things up to 10. And you let that grill get up to about 750 and just cook all that grease off and all that. That's essentially what a uh, diesel particulate filter does during a region. I like that analogy. Right? Yeah, that's I can always that's weave barbecue and food <laughs> in anything do. we do. You do. Sorry, Ry, you don't know this much, but all of our truck talk ends up devolving into food somehow. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us the story here. First, I want to hear about the post that you put up on L5P Duramaxes only. And then I want to hear, has it happened before? Um. So... Uh, just so happened that just ended up happening. Customer filled it up his tank with gas. Um, no one really knows. Um, you can have a good idea as when a, when a diesel goes into a region, but after he filled it up with gas, driving down um, kind of interstate speeds, ended up burning a region. Well, uh, if you diesel guys are familiar with it, regens, you know, they can get up to 1600 degrees. Well, at that point, gas is combustible and so in that um, particulate filter the exhaust gases got way above 1600 degrees um, the EGT temperatures go up to the gauges go up to 1800 degrees um, and so it ended up melting that diesel particulate filter uh, and the DOC just annihilating a lot of the exhaust components in that engine did it do anything to the turbo? No. Um, I took the back of the DOCs bolted right to the back of the turbo, and so I took that off and the inlet side. And um, there's uh, obviously we have specifications in in GM that we can follow for inspecting and um, disassembly. And there was nothing that I found in the turbo that would condemn it. Gotcha. So what all... Ended up getting replaced. Wait, first of all, oh, did yeah. it shoot fire out the tailpipe? That's what I want to know. It must have, I right? Was, 
I, I wasn't there for that, so I'm not sure. I'm going to say yes, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with yes. Yes, it shot about 12 feet of flames out the back. Before. 12 feet? Yeah, right Right before really? the engine stopped running. I mean, look, if you don't own a diesel, they're... Now they're 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 exiting out the sides because guys have melted trailers before because during a regen it gets so freaking hot you know you're talking about 1100 degrees uh, on the exit uh, out of the DPF and it cools down a little bit before he exits the tip but you can light you know a brush fire if you're too close to a tumbleweed or something or or, or dry brush and I mean they it it's freaking hot the EGT sensor measures 1832 where where the actual sensor maxes out. And this went beyond that? Correct. So, yeah, it'll throw a code if it goes above 1,832 degrees. It, it thinks it's shorted together. And so it throws a code for that. <laughs> wow. had a diesel oxidation catalyst, an overtemp code. Yeah, it got warm. So how, okay, so why, why don't you walk us through, because I'm sure being a diesel tech, you've seen this before. You get a truck that, uh, this, that's come in. Somebody's put this, gasoline in it. What's the process? Yep. What happens? What happens to the engine when he tries to run it? Basically, it's based off of how much is in it, how long the customer ran the vehicle. You know, there's, I, we don't really have a specific, this is what you do if you have this exact amount in there. There's tests we can do to test the actual fuel quality of it. Um, but most of the stuff that's come through, it's very mild um, to the point where the customer just filled up and they had it towed to the dealership. There's nothing really that I've dealt with personally like this to where the customer just ended up forgetting and driving it. So usually there's very minor steps that we have to end up taking if there's gas in the diesel to where it's just flushing the tank, flushing the lines, putting good fuel on it, good diesel, and he's on his way. So what's worse, water in your diesel or gasoline in your diesel? Oof, um, gasoline has that that solvent in it, so it kind of strips away all the lubricity of the diesel. So I, I would feel like gas would be worse while it's running. I could see water being worse um, over time if it was in there for long periods of time, I guess. Because li Lightning, why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, so I, uh, <laughs> I destroyed all eight injectors in my fuel pump and uh, had to drop both uh, uh, my Titan fuel tank and my auxiliary Titan fuel tank, where the spare tire we used to be, and we had to scrub them all out and remove the algae. The oh, algae. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. Yes. You were trying to grow biodiesel and realized that's not how you do it. <laughs> no. No, I had a swamp growing in my uh, in my 55-gallon uh, uh, Titan tank. It sucked. And thank God for – this is before I worked at Banks. I called up Gail, and it was having this weird miss, and I was getting codes on my IQ. And he's like, pull it over. I go, yeah. you sure? He goes, are you listening to me? <laughs> pull it over Literally, now. I called him. I called him on the sound. He goes, pull over right now. And Turns I go, out uh, you can't shoot algae through an injector. No. And I said, all right, well, I, I pulled over. He goes, flatbed it. So I did. I flatbedded. I was not close to him. So I had I flatbedded to him. And we pulled all the injectors out, pulled everything out. And there was rust coming out of everything. What hurt more, the AAA flatbed to Gail's place or the fact that you had 100 gallons of fuel you had to get rid of? I didn't have 100 gallons. It was very, it was nearly empty. Oh, so, so lucky. that's what happened is that there was yep. water floating on top of the fuel. Yep. And I got it so low that it sucked up the water. Ugh. And, you know, what, what we think happened is I went to a crappy gas station right after it rained and the rainwater got on. Well, that's the your problem. You went to a gas station. 
Well, okay, a fueling station, you know what I'm saying. I never pumped the wrong fuel. I didn't do that, but I did pump water. Did you in. also press on the gas to go faster? The throttle pedal? <laughs> <laughs> so what other crazy mishaps have you seen with diesel owners? Cause, Especially the late model stuff. Because well, and, and, a lot of guys are getting into diesel trucks, and it's their first one. I mean, I know personally, I would say a dozen customers that we have, they're like, I've never owned a diesel before. I just bought a 2020 Duramax. And I go, oh, you got an L5P? And they go, an L5 what? And I go, oh, that's your engine. So anyway, you got a Duramax, right? And they go, yeah. And, and a lot of guys are getting the three liters, et cetera, especially on the GM side. What other horror stories have you seen? We do have people, you know, it's the first time they open the hood or stuff like that. I had one come in a while ago. Poor guy had, he was an older fella. He had probably a thousand miles on his brand new 2020 Denali crew cab long bed. I mean, it had every bell and whistle you could think of on it. And he, he put washer fluid in the, in the coolant. I mean, darn, darn. I feel bad for that dude. Hey, so we've had this ongoing debate. Well, I guess it's not really a debate talking about the fuel pump, the handles, right? The color. I've been saying we need it standardized. Diesel needs to be green because in some places it's yellow and some places and it's freaking black, which yep. is the worst because all the black handles should be gas, gasoline, right? Right. Where yeah, are you going I, with this? I don't know. I wanted his opinion. <laughs> I, guess, I guess he would agree. What is he going to say? No, they should all be different colors. <laughs> they should be all the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> no, I agree. They should be a, a standardized color. Um, we do see a lot of it's not just diesels being at the dealership um, we do a lot of work on enterprise vehicles so um, a lot of rental cars come through uh, foreign people that aren't from around here or um, not even from the united states they come to west yellowstone and they they're in montana and they they grab the green handle um, i i honestly don't know the thought process on it but green seems like a nice handle to grab and it's usually not the right one so I think it would definitely be beneficial to many people if it was a standardized color for each each type of fuel. So we have uh, listeners in uh, overseas in the UK and in Germany, and I'd be curious to find out what color it, does Europe have a standardized handle? Because that would make sense if you have you know visitors, international visitors coming in, renting a car. Uh, of course, right. everybody wants the Yellowstone, and then where you where you come from, there's a standardized color. You grab the wrong handle. And there's a lot more diesel usage over in Europe than there is sure. So a lot of little cars have have uh, diesel engines. So I could definitely see that being an issue. Hey, so Ry, you're kind of a hot commodity being a diesel tech at a at a at a GM dealership because some dealerships they sell one or two trucks. They don't have a diesel tech, and the guys are I found it, it's not just GM. It's it's across all the the, the different product uh, the the companies. Diesel techs are kind of few and far between. And you've got more work than you can deal with. Is that true? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, I actually have a good friend. We we actually this compound I'm at has a, a Dodge store there as well, and um, we he, we're he's the only one in the valley that's a, a Dodge certified technician for Mopar. And I mean, he is up to his neck in work on a on a daily basis. We have some more competition in in the valley that I'm at, so. Um, it's a little spread out, but yes, diesel technicians, um, a lot of people don't like working on them. Uh, they can be difficult to try to understand um, how all the knock sensors, what likes to see what, um, to make everything happy while it's running down the road. But um, I enjoy working on them. 
Would you buy a modern diesel if you were going to get a brand new vehicle? Because everybody has a diesel, but the knock is obviously all the after treatment that you have to hang off on them. And you get to see them on a daily basis. You get to see the warranty work and you get to see the durability. Would you put your own money behind a modern diesel today? That's actually a funny question. I'm, I actually have a 2006 sitting in my garage right now. Um, it's my first diesel pickup. I've had it for probably six years. I went kind of crazy on it, built trans injectors, turbo, stuff like that. And uh, we're going on some long road trips, and I'm, I'm actually looking at the new engine, um, anything in between the 2017 to 19. Um, and I, I, I love the way they were engineered. You can get a lot of horsepower for a stock truck. I mean, I can... Maybe if I'm pushing it hard, I could get 600 horsepower out of my truck right now, but towing it, I'd be lucky to be in that four to 500 horsepower range, but I can buy one right off the lot that's sitting right there and is built like a tow pig. What are you saying to the guys? I mean, you're a member of these groups and you're seeing this stuff firsthand and you're, you're, you're seeing the delete guys, right? They, oh, yeah. they want to buy a brand new truck and they want to delete it. And, and do you, do you, what is your opinion on that? Because, because Holman and I were like, look, you're getting a thousand pound feet of torque out of this truck and it's got all the emissions equipment and on it. And 400 plus horsepower. 400 and, plus and horsepower. And with a simple tune, you're even, you know, well above that. Well, you don't even need a tune. You yeah. can, you can, yeah. but, but, but it's like they're trying to compare it to an 08 or earlier that were anemic. I, I just wanted to get your, your, your take on this thing because. Uh- I think either way you're fine. It's just, I think it's now to this point, it's a personal preference. Um, I'm, it'll be my first pickup dealing with emissions. I think the trade off of having the warranty, um, is worth it in the emissions side of it. But if I come to a, an expensive repair, I could definitely see myself deleting it, but also the, the unknown of where the world's going with the aftermarket diesel, stuff um i don't really know it's a safe bet but it's it's a catch-22 i think um i i'm scared of dealing with the emission stuff and i think that hearing all the horror stories of the emission stuff and oh i had this go wrong and i had this go wrong but you the loud bad stuff always comes out first well and it's always a small vocal minority right because they're they're the ones with pitchforks while the 95 percent of people who absolutely love the truck have no issues i I, I talked to i talked to hot shots all the time every every almost every single day i'll get a hot shot on the phone who's got a a 3500 series truck and he's like no man i I do the oil regularly i do i you know i use good def blah 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 he's like i don't have any issues but yes. you don't hear from those guys. Why? Because they're working, they're driving, they're and not on, the they're not on the forums, the groups, bitching and moaning about. Yeah. Oh, I need I need eight hundred horsepower for what? Because yeah, because I want to drag race through a field. Like that's <laughs> it. Like they don't like they're not having. Uh, so I don't know everyone's uh, opinion. I mean, you can never have enough horsepower. I'm not. We're not saying you, that. No, I'm but not I, saying I, that. I think what we are saying is the modern trucks have so much power and so much power potential with a minimal amount of mods. Why mess with a good thing if you uh, are within your warranty period? How are you feeling about the, because you're working on the 10-speeds and such, the the 17 to 19 Duramax L5P versus the 2020 L5P with the 10-speed trans? It's pretty early to tell. I don't have a lot of things to say about it. You know, we you start seeing issues. Maybe um, they start kind of weaning themselves out, maybe in that three to five-year range. But uh, that's that's a difficult question. Um it's, it's strictly based on what comes through the shop. It's all new to us. Technicians are learning on a daily basis as to what's coming through the shop. What's this code? Okay, this is new. Um, so that's 
they shift nice. That's about all I can say about it. I haven't had an issue with the, the 10 speed. Um, I do like I've worked doing that uh, gas nightmare on the, the 2020 truck was actually a really nice. I would buy one just because of the removable cowl. Um, there's a really nice removable cowl that comes, it looks like a cab over design, but that whole cowl comes out from underneath of it. And you could basically yank that engine out straight up and out. So wait, I don't, I'm not familiar. Holman and on I are the, looking on at the, each other. on the six, six truck. Yes. On the 2020s, the, there's a removable cowl for service work. Nice. Um, yep. So it comes flush right to the windshield that whole cowl comes out on the 17 to 19 ones it's all kind of that cab over design i guess Where sh- it shoves back further under the firewall oh Correct. i see what you're saying okay yeah yep. i could stick my whole head in between the firewall and the turbo yeah well don't do that right we need you in one piece <laughs> don't get stuck in there all right well so the moral of the story is don't put gasoline in a diesel they combust in different ways Yep. Gas gasoline will explode well, on a spark, and diesel needs pressure. Or they uh, will both make your wallet disappear. Yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate uh, your time, man. Thank you for uh, sharing your insights and uh, uh, keep in touch. Because uh, if you ever have anything cool coming through the shop or things you're learning, we'd love to share with our uh, with our listeners. Awesome, thank you. All right, thank brother. you. All right, thanks, Ryan. I feel like it's been a minute since we've checked in with our listeners. You know, they, they sit down, they pen this long note with Love ink. letters. They use a quill and a and a ink blot thing, you know, like to make That would have been really funny <laughs> if you actually had the technical terms behind it. Why don't we just uh, hit the intro? No, because they, they use a feather in ink in the little, you know, the little reservoir. Why don't you just they, hit that intro? You sure? Okay, all right, whatever you say. Hit the intro. You email? Yeah, I email. Do it. Uh, music make you feel good? Does it cheer you up? Uh, uh. I'm going to start off. This email is from Mike Rich. Subject line, cheese curds. Why am I <laughs> reading this? Why would you give this to me? Uh, because it's short and it's less opportunity for you to flub the words. Hey, Holman. <laughs> the yes. best cheese curds come from Tillamook. Duh. Tillamook cheese makes the very best dairy products and you'll never convince me otherwise. Take that. Also, duh. Nobody. Listen. I'm a food connoisseur, clearly. I like my food. How mm-hmm. do you think I don't know of Tillamook? Of course, yes. Uh, that might have been the same guy that I had posted a uh, on my Instagram, at Sean P. Holman. I posted a pro tip for making bacon cheeseburgers with grilled onions. And all these people wrote and said, I never even thought about that. You've changed my world. And the idea was... When you build your cheeseburger on the grill, are we doing this again? Yes, we've devolved you... <laughs> into food again. It's the, the email. I know, but it was just an email. Now, now it's dovetailing listen, into a into listen. Food listen, talk. I'm going to change your life. Mm. Put the burger on the grill. Yeah. Cook the patty. Mm-hmm. Put the bacon on and the grilled onions on. Sure. Put the cheese on top of them. That way, the cheese melts over all the all the toppings mm-hmm. and keeps them locked to the meat, so you don't have them sliding off your bun. I mean, right there, that's huge. I love when things slide up my buns. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> but listen, this keeps your meat and your toppings all together on your burger. That's what she said. Listen, 
I'm just helping a friend out here, and somebody wrote to me, what kind of cheese are you using? And I'm like, I'm using government cheese. And they're like, you need to use Tillamook. And I'm like, listen, I love Tillamook. Well, what do you mean by government cheese? So like uh, American cheese, sliced off a block. Mm-hmm. Used to The nickname for that was government cheese back in the 80s and 70s. It was surplus cheese, and uh, families got it, and it was like the cheap surplus food stamp cheese. But damn it, here's the thing about government cheese or American cheese. Off a block. It gets so melty and gooey, and it just coats everything just right. It's fine. Some days I feel like Tillamook. Some days I feel like Singles. That's it. It's okay. Are we still talking All about I'm cheese? All I'm saying is throw it over your toppings on your burger. It will change your life. All right, I got one here from our buddy Trevor. Says says, uh, funny timing on your hotline caller last episode. I just picked this up in an intersection. Bonus shot of my off-center steering wheel. Wouldn't have it any other way. And Trevor shows us a, uh, looks like a, a half-inch drive ratchet with a deep socket on it laying in his lap. Okay. It looks like uh, it might have been a Craftsman. I, that's definitely a Craftsman. And I don't know, obviously, what size the extension is, uh, but you can clearly see his legs uh, center line do not line up with the steering wheel center Take a line. look at that uh, photo. Nope. Not even close. <laughs> That is not driving a Chevy. This is three inches <laughs> off of center line. That has that had to ruin his 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 year. Everybody, yeah, who is in their Chevy or GMC pickup truck mm-hmm. right now, just just look down and realize your steering wheel is not center. Look at the logo. Did you see it? Oh yeah, yeah. You didn't. Over, I made it. Over, I did a, overhead shot. I did a sky hook. Yeah. Made the uh, the email in the trash can. Yeah. So if you're in the if you're in the Silverado or a Sierra. And you look at the logo in the center of the steering wheel. Or Suburban. Or Suburban. Tahoe. And go straight down. It won't be in the middle of your nuts. Nope. Nope. It's going to be off center. <laughs> and it's going to ruin your freaking day. Keep reading. Bronco Raptor subject line from Brent Clarkson. Guys, I'm guessing that Ford is going to do a Raptor version of the new Bronco. So I will be very sad if they don't call it a Raptor. For the record, I uh, vote that Emmy's version of Yeah, Buddy should be the only one. He's referring to this. Yeah, buddy. And he doesn't like this. Hashtag Yeah, buddy. Or Finnegan's. Yeah, buddy. Don't get me wrong, I really like the Finnegan, but Emmy was the first and the best. Always five stars from Brent. Five star review. Five stars. Oh, you know what? It's not Brent. It's Brant. 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 Well, I'm going to tell him, and I can't tell him how or why, and I can give you no color or context. But that joke was uh, made several years ago, and it's pronounced Braptor, just so we're clear. I Another did it again! Oh, my God. <laughs> Skyhook number two. All right, that high, awesome. that's a high five. You see high that? Five. Yeah. COVID, high five. Uh, what do you on. got? So you're, you're up. That's the uh, hand sanitizer. Oh, yep. there. Okay. I uh, got one here from our uh, buddy Ray, and it says episode 127, Men of the Truck Show podcast. It was so formal. Mm. Uh, the chat with Dan Greck. I feel like we need classical music right there. Do you have any? I don't have oh. any, no. The chat with Dan Greck was superb. Really enjoyed it. I think leaving the name as 999 miles was far more creative and memorable than making it 1,000 miles. Given that TSP is an outfit that prides itself on being real, I have to say that calling Lightning out for his listener who wrote in that he had bought a Banks product after listening to Galison Number 1 should not result in ragging on Lightning. I think everything results in ragging on lightning, but okay. Mm, okay. It came unsolicited from one of your faithful listeners, and if a listener chooses to mount his parameters... Mount her, monitor, key, engine, parameters. 
Using a Banks product after listening to Gale himself? That's not enlightening. Sorry, that's just me being logical and accurate. Speaking of Gale, on Gale episode number two, you give Gale my email regarding the oil level on a Ram EcoDiesel possibly going up during regen, but we never heard anything back on the topic. Gale seemed quite interested in that technical point, and I'm just wondering what has come with it. Thanks for all the 127 episodes, uh, 130? Yeah, 30. Yeah. Of entertainment and education. Keep up the good work. And that came from Ray. Uh, Ray, I don't know. I, I know Gail and I talked about it, and then we didn't. We just dropped it. <laughs> we just, yeah. Yeah. Whoops. I think COVID happened not far after that, and we just sort of, everything didn't get followed Look, through. as you can tell by our uh, T-shirt mailings, we're not good at follow-through. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Cayenne. Better than Jeep. What? Yeah, that's what he says uh, from Dan Church. Seriously, boys, look at what I stumbled upon in my local Home Depot parking lot. This is a, I don't even describe it. Porsche Cayenne. Look at it. Check it out. Porsche Cayenne with a number 59. Uh, That thing's pretty rad. Logoed up. Looks like it should be on the Dakar Rally. It has 35s on it. Mm -hmm. At least 33s. Might have 35s. It's, yeah, got a racing uh, paint job. It's got a a swing out spare tire. Yeah, roof rack up here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of this, and who would let me see that? Who would roll this, and why? I just because you're different and awesome, and you like weird. I love weird stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Cayenne. It's on a BFG. Looks like uh, KM twos or threes. It's got a rotopack. Wait a minute, hold, those are tiny pictures. How can you tell BFG KM twos or threes? Uh, I can tell by the tire tread right here. No joke. Look yep. at you. Yep. Uh, it says fifty nine, and it has. Uh, looks like. Uh, Something a dealership name on it or something? We should follow up. That thing. So you is... think that's a promotional vehicle? Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah, it looks awesome. That's probably the coolest Cayenne on earth. I don't know if I'm going to, uh, you know, uh, fully endorse it, but in terms of uh, Cayennes, solid. Nope, missed, nope, that, missed that one. You're up. All right, got one here. Uh, Nissan complaint from Tyler. Uh oh. Says. Uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. They're our sponsor. You sure you want to run uh, this? I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Okay. Well, I, hold on a second. I recently traded in my 2007 Ford Mustang for a pickup after buying my first house. Mustang was absolutely useless during that time. I know you guys are sponsored by Nissan, but I have a complaint. Mm-mm. I ended up buying a 2017 Nissan Frontier after taking it on a five-minute test drive and making up my mind. I've owned a Toyota, a Chevy, and a Ford, and they've been very reliable. But here's my complaint. Why the hell didn't I buy a Nissan sooner? Oh, no way. Did he really write that? Yes, in caps. Look at that. Even you can read that. Sure as heck he did. This truck has been the best purchase I've ever made in my life. It has done everything I've asked of it. I've towed a Samurai, a 22-foot enclosed trailer, and an 89 Ford Mustang, and not once has it let me down. By far the best pickup I've ever had. Anyways, good luck to another thousand episodes to keep me going at work every Monday. And yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Oh, by the way, I heard something about a Miata and thought you guys should check out Gingium on YouTube. Wait, wait, check out what? G-I-N-G-I-U-M. Gingium. Okay. He just built an all-wheel drive Miata by putting a Subaru drivetrain under it. It's badass. Interesting. Sounds kind of cool. Not a truck. I wonder if uh, Emmy knows about that. Should pass it along. She knows all things Miata. She is the queen of Miatas. Mm-hmm. And no! Oh, another one. Wow. I'm on fire Three tonight. Three for four. Not Dude. bad. And you got to realize where I sit, the trash can, what would you say, four feet away? That's yeah, almost five. Five feet away, and I am using my furthest arm, my, my right arm, uh-huh. to hook over the top of my head and body and table 
and dump it in the trash can. Six inches too far, and you hit our crazy table over there. I love that table. Our bar top. Yeah, Yeah, bar stool. What do you call that thing? I don't know, but I'm stealing it. Yeah, no, you're not. One of these days, if this thing ever goes in, you know, flames. Yeah, taking it home. It's mine. I'm, but I'm telling you, I brought it here. Mario at work fabricated that thing. uh, Yeah. Things like I, 80 I spark plugs that. and springs and all kinds of car That's parts. That's my penance. That's your penance for me putting up with you. I get to keep that. I don't see how this works. You can have that cardboard foam core sign that says the truck show with your name first. <laughs> I get the table. God, I'm getting the raw <laughs> deal here. Cerakote trim coat is the subject from Cody Snyder. Hey, lightning bug and whole man spells it W H O L E. Better than lightning bug. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not a fan of that one. <laughs> So I was listening to the Cerakote episode and had to pause it in order to order the trim coat right off of Amazon right that moment. My 2006 Ram 2500 had a rough life living outside in the Florida sun until I bought it two years ago. Needless to say, every bit of trim was faded and nothing I've tried has lasted more than just a day or two. I finally got the chance to put it on today and I'm eager to see how it holds up. Thank you guys for always having such great guests and hopefully I'm fixing the trim for good. Yeah, buddy, and don't forget to mounter those parameters. Yeah, buddy! And that was from uh, Cody. So, hey, Cody, uh, we'd actually like your uh, follow-up. So, after a few car washes and stuff, maybe shoot us a picture or tell us what you think because uh, I've got a, uh, a, f- a package of that stuff that uh, that Tim sent us, and I've, I've got a couple different vehicles I'm going to try to apply it to. And uh, I'm Tim to said well. that it would- 200. Uh, 200 washes. 200 washes. Which is bonkers. Right. Do you give a car 200 washes? Like I don't know. It depends how long you own it, right? Yeah. I so, think they, well, I'd be curious, how often do you wash your truck? Every two weeks? No, I'm not asking you. The average, our listener. Let's say it's every two weeks. So that's yeah. 25 times a year. Okay. Oh, I mean that's 10 years, eight yeah. years, right? Yeah. So, so maybe it's, it's about the possible. Average. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to do it to pregame the JL's plastic, but I've got a neighbor across the street that has a, a black JK mm-hmm. that has been out in the sun its entire life, and all the plastics are completely bleached on it. And on a black vehicle, you can totally tell. I'm dying to see what it'll do to an avalanche because those well, are just like so. This is basically chalk yeah. city, chalk yeah, chalk city for sure. And I don't have an avalanche. This JK is the next best thing. And it's like a 18 year old kid who drives it, and I'm like, hey, what's up with your fender? He goes, I don't know. Everything I put on it doesn't work. I'm like, coming back to my house this weekend. I'm gonna hook you up. Yeah, dude. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna make your fenders black again <laughs> like they're new. He's like, sweet. What's up with you, creepy old dude? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like. Never mind me. You want black fenders or not? <laughs> so, I also got some candy. <laughs> I, I do not. I, I gave the Sprinter back. I no longer have oh, a yeah. candy van. What, what? You guys don't know this. <laughs> but Holman, so he's on a list where he gets notified when there is a press fleet vehicle available. And that's why we had this crazy baller $160,000 AMG GL65 or whatever the hell it was. I mean, you're sort of close. What was it? Uh, GLS 63 of uh, uh, W4. Okay. So that was crazy. Was that the most expensive uh, vehicle you've driven? <sighs> Had to be close. Driven, no. Okay. Um, but how about borrowed? No. Really? No. I had, well, I had a Hummer uh, H1 Alpha back in the day wagon fully loaded with everything, and that was like 145. And then this I this thing is this was, was over one, a buck fifty. Yeah, this was over one fifty. I'm trying to remember. And then when I worked at a uh, Porsche uh, mom and pop shop, we had customers, and I think at that time it was probably the most but, expensive. Well, thing was a Porsche a Turbo. Yeah, but that doesn't count. You, I'm just I'm going you back had this through for like my mind. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
God, I, I, feel, I feel like I've been in something, I've had something more expensive than that. I don't know. The, the, the sad part is that it doesn't really look that expensive. I mean, oh, yeah. I just made it another, again. Another skyhook. Okay, well, enough of the skyhooks. So it, it was, it's, it's, it's fairly, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Were you just, you don't notice, understated? Yeah, okay. it's understated. So Super Baller, Super Fast, that's the one we took to Nikola, and yeah. then we ran out of uh, gas on the way oh. to Nikola. Yeah, so that the, happened in that one. The most expensive thing I've ever ridden in is probably that Nikola <laughs> <laughs> semi-truck. Oh, yeah. So going back to press fleet vehicles, you said yes to a Mercedes Sprinter van. Hell yeah. Not the type of thing I'd think you would borrow. A crew. Yeah. So it was uh, panels in the back, second row with windows. <laughs> uh, mid-roof. Super badass. Um, took the family everywhere. Made a couple runs over to the old Salvation Army to empty out our closets. Yeah. Um, worked out really well. It Was it peppy? It was really peppy. Had a turbo four-cylinder geared for the city. Um, it was super fast from like stoplight to stoplight sprint. So, so it topped out at like 70. No, no, it was okay. It wasn't super fast on the highway, but it would hold 80, no problem. Uh, passing power was you know, so-so, but around town it almost felt diesel or electric-like. There's so much torque down low with no turbo lag. I was really impressed. And uh, the Amazon guy, normally there's a Jeep wave. I got a couple Amazon guy waves. Did you really? I did, yeah. It kind of kills me <laughs> that those guys are rolling like the Dodge ones. Uh, our guys have all Ford Transits with a few Sprinters. Okay. Um, I tried uh, going down PCH in it and waving at Sprinter motorhomes. Nothing. Oh, they didn't care. Jeep guys, they wave all day long. Uh, Sprinter drivers, apparently. Uh, There's that, no camaraderie. There is none. There is <laughs> none. I think part of it is because that windshield's so massive and the uh, the uh, AC is only marginal <laughs> that they're just uh, sweating so much. They just can't see you through the uh, the blinds of the salt <laughs> right, I, I coming down you, though, their eyes. The seating position is awesome. You literally step up into it. Uh, the seats are super high. Um, but I was shocked. The the what do you think the price of that thing was? You saw it, and it wasn't a passenger. It was a crew. Uh-huh. Had the uh, wood floor in the back, mid roof, two wheel drive, four cylinder, twenty five hundred. And it was it was gas or diesel? Uh, that was gas. Okay, turbo four cylinder. Oh, that's right. Okay, uh, I'm going to say that was uh... had the same infotainment setup and steering wheel as our GLS 63. By the way, oh, did it really? Horrible sound system. Yeah, though. yeah, awful. I'm going to say uh, 33. I think it's like 55. <gasps> it's more than I paid for uh, the Wrangler. So, so you know how much I loved my Chevy Express van. I I loved that thing so much, and that had the 6.6 liter Duramax that I special ordered. And that is the van that I would own again and again and again and again. Now, is that I the loved, one vehicle that you're sad you got rid of? Yes. Man, I loved that van. I always had crap in the back, whether it was bicycles, motorcycles. I could fit my quad in there. I had the uh, um, the wall just behind my seat. So if anything went flying up and yeah, hit the wall, the bulkhead. the cage, the bulkhead. Yeah, yeah. So bitching. I had it all carpeted. You even had somebody steal fuel out of it in an alley once. That happened, yes. <laughs> I put a third seat between the the two buckets so uh-huh. my a, a both kids bench-ish. could sit in there. Yep. Yeah, bench-ish. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it, it all had the buckles and everything. I put a badass stereo system in there. I loved it. And it moved out with that Duramax. Back in the day, I took it to PPE. Diesel. Oh yeah, and they put a Dura Maximizer. In oh yeah, it. so it was the the potentiometer, the knob, the knob yeah. and I could crank it all the way up. I beat a Mustang GT one time on La Cienega. That's the best part. Oh my god, the guy has, he was freaking. Well, in, all, in all fairness, he was drawn to the curb. <laughs> exactly. No, <laughs> dude, he he freaked. He's like, what's in that van? Yeah, like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Just a Duramax, dude. 
All right, got one last one here from uh, Keith DeLuca. He says, great show. Hi, Light and Holman. Love the show. It got me out to upgrade my brakes on my 57 Chevy Stepside 4x4 that I've had since high school. Look how pretty this thing is. Oh, it's gorgeous. Oh, I love the trailer. What's up with that? Talk about a little teardrop. Talk about uh, trucks I'd never get rid of. It says, uh, my daily driver is a 2008 Honda Ridgeline that I know you hate, but here are the reasons why I bought mine. You have touched on it in episodes. I started at the beginning. At the time, there was no mid-sized four-door with some luxury, leather sunroof, in-bed lockable trunk, dual-action tailgate, and navigation. Nobody had that. So for just a bit of perspective. By the way, the Gen 2 looks awful. Anyway, catch you on the flip side. And uh, that's our friend Keith. He wants a size large. Lives in Monrovia, which isn't too far away. Keep dreaming. Uh, Hey, Keith, maybe (laughs) what we'll do is, uh, since that's over by Lightning's Place of Business, uh, maybe if you email us, we can have Lightning have a shirt on the porch of uh, Banks and you can come by and swing by. I would do that. Yeah. I can actually do that. Do we still have those shirts here? Is that the box behind your chair? Oh, it is. I actually don't know. Is it? Yeah, it really is. Hold on. Move that uh, stuff. Yep, that is. Oh, yeah, look That's at that. That's the box t-shirt. That's uh, some shirts here. All right, I have hit five five uh, baskets and two misses. Mm-kay. This is the last one. You're jinxing yourself. Normally, I miss all of them. You're jinxing yourself. Totally oh, jinxed yourself. Oh, hit the table, though. You're not even close. That hit the table. You might as well have thrown it the other direction. You would have been just as close. All right, all right. Here we go. That, that gets a that gets a um, a do over. Uh, this is not good podcast right here, buddy. Yeah, you can hear it, and then it's quiet as it sails through the air, and then you either hit it a thump or you don't. Here, I'm gonna move the microphone over toward the trash can. All right. So now you can hear me on Lightning's mic. Here we go. Yeah! <laughs> you just threw it with all your might, like a pitcher would. You're damn right, because baseball's coming back, son, and I cannot wait. <sighs> First it's cheese curds, <laughs> now it's freaking baseball. You forgot hamburgers. So Holman, I'm the one that's supposed to ruin the show, not you. I mean, come oh, on, it's with cool. the freaking you, food talk. Nah, you, it's cool. You did you did plenty of that this episode. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, if you uh, still love us even after this show, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. Truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. That's truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. The Truck Show, The Truck Show, The Truck Show, oh, oh. And we want to hear from you, 657-205-6105, the five-star hotline. Tell us what you think and uh, tell us who ruins the show more. Like no, 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 no. I don't, you don't know. Okay. No, neither of us want to know that information. <laughs> All right. Well, you can follow us on the gram at Sean P. Holman or at LBC Lightning. And, of course, at Truck Show Podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook, but not Twitter. No, definitely not Twitter. Uh, it's like uh, old stuff we don't care about on Twitter. It's like the wasteland. <laughs> At Truck Podcast, in case you want 100 people who care. All right. So we want to thank Nissan, without whom this show would suck even harder. <laughs> uh, no, it would be better because it wouldn't be around. Oh, that's, well, so we're, <laughs> just, know, we're just hating on ourselves, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, what is that? I don't, no, I don't Nissan know. believes in us. We believe in Nissan. We're just feeling very self-deprecating on this episode, <laughs> I think. That's uh, because we had friends on. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, if you're looking for a uh, half-ton truck, if you're in the market, check out the Nissan Titan Titan XD, NissanUSA.com. And don't forget, Nissan Frontier, hell of an awesome mid-sized truck. will take you a million miles if you let it. And we want to thank our friends at Decked, who will not freaking tell us what they're about to launch. Oh, Damn but, it. But if you have guesses, yeah. we want to know what you think. Do you know, do you think you know what Decked is going to launch next? So first, they launched what is arguably, no, not arguably, it is the best organized storage solution. What if they don't do a follow-up product? Oh, it's just this forever? No. It's just the deck system? No. The drawer system? What if it's a podcast? Uh Uh-oh.
No, it's a physical object. You think so? Yeah, it's a physical object. That's what they do. That's oh, their. Whew. That's their. I MO. got scared there for a minute. I mean, Greg's pretty entertaining. <laughs> he is the, pretty entertaining. Yeah. We got to have him back on to talk about this mystery. Uh, mystery new product. I mean, I think I know what it is. Oh, I on, blurted it. it out. We've seen it. I, okay, I'm BSing. I know exactly what <laughs> it is. We just can't talk about it yet. No, we can't. But we will be able to. I mean, it's tough being embargoed. Yeah, it's tough being embargoed. Welcome to my world. It sucks in your world. It's filled with cheese curds. Ah, uh, that makes me hungry. That makes me want to get you a nutritionist. That makes me hate you. <laughs> <laughs>